0: sentence begins with a capital letter a capital letter is a letter that's big a capital letter is not a small letter a capital letter is big 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 a sentence ends with a period or an exclamation or a question mark a sentence always ends with a period or an exclamation, or a question mark.
1: Hey, hey, everyone. It's 372 pages. We'll never get back. This is Michael Jane Nelson, along with Connor Listoka. Hey, Connor. Hey, Mike. I'm thrown back on my heels by this unconventional start. What is happening? <laughs> everyone is wondering what's going on. Uh, this is the podcast where we go through books we probably will not like. And we are currently in the middle of... Charles E. Harris's book, Truckin' Through Time. We're not in the middle of it,
0: Connor. Yeah, we have... We're, we're at the end. We have finished trucking Through Time. We have trucked through time.
1: We have fully trucked. Time is behind us now. Time no longer is an issue for us. Um, but the reason, you ask, why? Why would we start the show not with our tried-and-true theme song, composed by Connor Lestoka and... Uh, ennio morricone i believe who did you uh, collaborate with yeah
0: well with, uh, ro- roped in roped in ennio uh he's you know he, he comes out of retirement every now and then to do a prestige pick like uh the hateful eight for tarantino or uh, a, uh, a a modest podcast uh, by uh, two guys he's never heard of <laughs> that's, that's his stated policy <laughs>
1: anyway uh connor is just returning from uh an undisclosed location. I assume everything is okay, although I've heard tales of, I've heard rumors, whispers of I, I, road, a terrible road rash, and I heard the word contusions.
0: Can road rash and contusions, uh, yeah, that was not only the uh, morning zoo team I listened to in the Colorado area. That was what I suffered while mountain biking. Uh, but uh, that was very painful, uh, scary at times. I'm perfectly fine, though. Uh, but that was not my only regret from the trip. My My biggest regret was that I was in denver which is i don't know uh, an hour hour and a half from the wyoming border and i was by truck uh, truck by truck, tr- by truck of course yes, yes. Uh, at a solid uh, uh 56 miles an hour but i was unable and uh to convince uh lauren to travel to wyoming with me so we could cross the border check the back of a menu to see if the to see if the claim was true, it was. Uh, I will. I may forever regret it, but uh, you know the rest of the trip was great, other than the than the road rash and contusions. But yes, we're back, and I received a weird email from you. Partly through the time I was off the grid for a while, but I, I get out of the woods. I see this email from Mike, being like, "We've got to start the show with the with the with the dumb sentence theme because my god, it may have been the dumbest sentence we've ever read." Yeah, it certainly was, and
1: uh, you know, as a welcome back, and and for those who are, are Patreon people and others who listen to it, uh, you know, you mentioned uh, uh, trying to get Lauren to drive to a place to look at menus. <laughs> I was able <laughs> to sh- Bridget was able to share some of the the pain that she's endured through this. Oh uh, yeah, in our in our last episode, and uh, you know what, she did not. I, I was giving her a, a reason to say like, no, you know, I quite enjoy. When you read me sentences, she's like, "No, you know, it's like when someone tells you a joke and you have to laugh." At it. <laughs> yes, I'm like, geez, really? Wow!" I thought I was selecting the, you know, the the funniest, the best. She's like, "Yeah, still." <laughs>
0: wow. <laughs> so. Well, then clearly context <laughs> is the problem. She needs to be, uh, you know, she needs a lot more exposure to what's going on. That's the. Uh,
1: I, I keep uh, erasing her Kindle and only putting trucking through time on it. So she has no choice, but that uh, that doesn't go over well. It doesn't wash. Um, so anyway, yes, the dumbest sentence. And I'd like to welcome you back from the woods and uh, by letting you have a crack at reading the dumbest sentence anyone has or ever will read from trucking through time. And we'll, we'll get to it in context, but even out of context, it is wonderful.
0: No, oh, sure. So, All right. So please have at it. <laughs> this is Dale. He's lecturing the governor. The truth I'm speaking of is your hatred for a people you don't understand because of lack of want. Here it is. You have to want an understanding before you are able to have understand. <laughs> Let's just I'm going to do it one more time just yes, just sorry. in case you spit your stuff out through <laughs> halfway through. You have to want an understanding. Before you are able to have understand, uh, so um, you know the, uh,
1: <laughs> let's say you got that from your friend's uh, phone. How would you try to you know dig back do- through the spell check? Uh, sure, yeah, you, to you
0: try to get to what that actually means. It comes out of a fortune it. cookie and you you're, you have to parse it. You have to <laughs> you have to want to understand before you're able to understand. I guess the general I, I hates guess. the the Indians so much that he can't even begin to have understand because he does not want an understanding. Y- yes, <laughs> that, you know that's the uh, you know you you uh, you're not going to just like learn French. You have to want to learn French in order to make the effort. You know you can't you can't sit there like Jack Handy said and just just want the money. You have to uh, go out there and, and and earn the money. Right, but it's not a
1: misspelling of understood he thinks that there is something called an understanding in that context you have to want
0: an understanding (laughs) before you're able to have understand yeah he's 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 fully nouned it um (laughs) (laughs) um, but yeah and and then you know the 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 using of I, i read the first sentence for context just to to show that he did use understanding correctly there. But then the sentence that follows it up is, is quite, quite a treat as well, because the, the sentence that follows it up is, yes, these people are different from the white man. Bold bold claim. We have not heard this, this thesis yet so forward in this no. book. Yes, these people are different from the white man, but not indifferent, unless you make them indifferent. <laughs> so. uh, that, that would have been
1: one that um, I risked. Uh, you know, Bridget with the frying pan. I actually read that to her after we did.
0: The- oh wow! <laughs> this will be the one that turns her uh, turns her whole understanding around. You know, that's maybe her problem is that she does not want an understanding.
1: <laughs> I I think, and she was just uh you know she was
0: indifferent. I was trying to shake her out of that. In, indifferent. How does he
1: use it in context again?
0: These people are different from the white man, but not indifferent. <laughs> Unless you make them indifferent. And that's, I don't know, that could be like, you know, a uh, a, a, a 19th century wordplay that people thought was clever. Like, they're different, but not indifferent. Like, but it's, uh, the using it three times in one sentence is uh, right there. And uh, it brought to mind, it brought to mind this quote, which is not the first time we've ever discussed it on this, but... Uh, I know what you're going to say. I think someone
1: <laughs> sent it into Patreon, but so yeah, go
0: ahead. If we learn to care for others, to respect <laughs> others, we'll learn how to care for, to respect our country. <laughs> yeah. it's, that uh, is going way back. That is an early rift Track yes, short. Yes, the early rift Track short, and I, I think we brought it up uh, with Ernest Klein. I think we pulled it. So yeah, it all, it all ties in. It's all, uh, it's all circular. So if you want that understanding, folks, you need it before you're able to have understand boy i uh
1: there's a lot of um you know grandpa no moments in this uh especially in the upcoming uh, chapters, but that was one of them where if you don't know the word you right. know, don't just don't don't try it just use a word that you do know there's gonna be one there that's gonna be fine
0: sure, but it's not like the word is um uh, it's not like it's a it's a complex word that you're sort of uh you're sort of you're you're tossing out there to to sound to sound uh to sound learned it's uh it's the word understand (laughs) well yeah that and indifferent though i mean like sure that's not that's not what it means they're not (laughs) undifferent that would have been even better (laughs) yes but yes your so your prediction was that that everyone was going to send this sentence to us and you were correct as uh we have it was sent in by Paige, chris janelle elizabeth justin and others i'm sure uh all sent in you want to have an understanding before you were able to have understand so well done on that prediction Thank you. Do we, you. Do we you want to that. read the other dumb sentences now, or after the uh, after we've covered them in? The yeah, way?
1: let's let's save it for later. Okay. Um, our other departments, uh, except
0: we obviously will not have fan fan fiction, fiction unfortunately. Yes. Yeah, that's too bad. Yeah, but uh, there's all there's opportunities in the future, and in fact, uh, on on Twitter, uh, people are are writing fan fiction about the podcast now. So that's uh, oh, good heavens! It's sort of an all encompassing uh, worldview. Um, we're going on a road trip with Ernest Klein. Uh, he's, uh, he's telling us, damn it, boy, from the back seat. It's, it's all, it's, <laughs> it's sort of a, uh, it's like a, uh, find oh that it's like a hidden picture thing where all, all the, uh, or one of those paintings by, uh, Hieronymus Bosch, where you can just look and all different things from the podcast are happening throughout this. So, um, that is by, uh, Janelle as well. I, I tweeted it yesterday.
1: Hieronymus Bosch. Is that like a Where's Waldo thing? What- but
0: yes, it's, uh, and it's funny you mentioned uh, Grandpa Gnome moments earlier because I, uh, uh, during the course of our, our live show a week or two ago before I went out to the woods, uh, made a lot of pe- bunch of people who had Trucking Through Time books um in uh, in nashville uh signed at least you know, I don't know five of them and uh Gr- grandpa no was a uh, was a common refrain exchanged <laughs> with those <laughs> listeners so, oh, so. <laughs> i uh,
1: i was shocked to uh when we do our shows there we'll uh we do a little thing for the credits and you know just to greet the people there because they're standing out in the hot sun waiting for our Show so I'll run down the line and just sort of high five people and greet people, mm-hmm.
0: uh, and I, I high fived at least three books of trucking
1: through time. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> it was quite
0: a <laughs> yeah. Again, it is always strange to uh, to see them out in public to talk about them in public, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, and on that note, we should uh, we should promote the uh, live recording we're doing. On, that's uh, right.
1: Speaking of high-fiving people, that's all we're going to do at that show. <laughs> yes. uh,
0: yeah, give them the deets. Uh, Sisyphus Brewing, Minneapolis, same place we did our last one on September 18th, which is a Wednesday. We're going to do a uh, live recording of the podcast with uh, Like Trees Walking, your other podcast with uh, David Berge. So we're going to get together, we're going to discuss To Be Determined, and uh, you know, uh, just have, a, have some good time, and uh, we'll try to do a better job of recording it this time.
1: Uh, and in that we will record it at all. <laughs> uh, yes, but uh, Dave, Dave Berge and I on my other uh, uh, podcast, Like Trees Walking, will be, we have not watched it yet, but we will separately, much like reading this book, we will watch uh, the movie Christian Mingle Ooh. with uh, Lacey Chabert, I believe. Uh, um,
0: is that a Hallmark uh, actress? N-
1: yes, yes, she is. She's, uh, she's in the stable of Hallmark um but oh, this she's was from
0: uh, uh, mean girls right
1: yeah she Maybe. was what yeah. was she on as a oh she was in lost in space as a little girl yeah, with well. a digital monkey i wow. believe
0: <laughs> all right Lacey. <laughs> yeah it, sound, it does not sound it sounds like the exact opposite of a hallmark movie actress but uh was she
1: yeah. on party of five is that what she was <laughs> it a little looks kid like on? she
0: was too yes okay that's uh, that's her fame what's the rundown of, of the movie
1: uh, it, Christian Mingle is the dating site for Christians uh-huh. and they made so it's a movie based on a dating site <laughs> and it supposedly is just wretched so we're just going to run down like how, does, how how do you do this anyway, right. so we're going to watch uh, okay. more bad things alright <laughs> so
0: everyone I'll watch it too you guys should uh, all watch it so you know what they're talking about at the show on our last show we talked about the Ready Player One movie which uh, 15% of the audience might have seen at that point in time yeah, I think
1: if you're including us. Sure. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so
0: yeah, we'll, we'll 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 maybe do something that's a, a bit more relatable, but we also have been doing this for a little longer. So maybe we'll have more people coming out to the show to uh to who know what we're talking about. That would be uh that would be a, a good help.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, brush up a little bit. Yeah. Um anyway, so yeah, that's uh September 18th. 18th. Sisyphus Brewing. Good beer there at Sisyphus.
0: Absolutely. End I've never
1: enough. been disappointed. And there are shuffleboard tables out in the other room, so when you come, if you come in early, play some shuffleboard.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's uh, get back to the book. We have, uh, we had left let's off at, dive in. at Chapter 17, and uh, so far we have had two truckers, Chad and Dale, go back in time. Uh, to what they believe to be pretty much any given point in history. Uh, Time is fluid back here, and we get to a lot more anachronisms in terms of uh, historical events, uh, technology that they are using that was not invented yet. We'll cover those as we get to them. But anyway, they save the child uh, Slim Fox, who turns out to grow up to be Sitting Bull. Uh, We are not sure how they decided on that fact at this exact moment. Uh, But they are now trying to prevent his entire tribe from being wiped out by the United States Army, led by a vindictive general, uh, his right-hand man, Collins, and uh, as we left them last time, they have escaped the general's clutches by tying up uh, the um, captain and escaping to go send a telegram to uh, the War Department in Washington. Uh, As
1: far as I can tell, one of many captains, but I I don't (laughs) don't know.
0: This is Captain... Collins. Uh, No, no. That Collins is the bad guy. Collins oh, is the this evil is Captain Troy. <laughs> captain Troy, also known as Tim, Captain Tim, Tim Troy, and he has his wife, Christina Troy. So we we come to uh, with uh, Reveille sounding at 5.30 a.m., and the men mustered out for the morning headcount. All were present and accounted for except the captain, Sergeant Zero Hera went to check <laughs> and found him bound and gagged. So, you know, <laughs> they left him there all night. <laughs> yes. They, they, you know, they, they, they did this little, little tie him up game to to get a quick, quick escape, and I'm sure that the captain was like, "Well, when they don't hear from me in in five minutes, they'll come and find me like this." But instead, he was tied up in his office for hours, uh, which I found to be a delightful detail. I was uh,
1: so shocked by Sergeant Zero Hara being back that I was. <laughs> <laughs> I I'd miss the fact that you're right, of course. He's been the the ruse could have been like hey tie them loosely and then I'll right. just slip them over myself like yes, I'm, no. I'm just taking them off. But,
0: <laughs> but nope,
1: verisimilitude. We need to make it look real.
0: Right. But so later in the book later in this chapter he's uh the he's the general is very upset with him, and he orders him put in manacles and led away. And I, I felt, thought at that point, the, the captain might have been like, you know what? I've developed a taste for this. So, yeah, buckle me up, big boy. I have a, <laughs> this is not going to be a problem. Um, look, I know we don't,
1: we don't pick on typos, but right off the bat, this uh, sentence got to me. Well, en route the, to the general's office, a courier rode in with an urgent message for the commander of the fort. and. <laughs> It's just, you know, right off the bat, right. uh, I, I just had to mark that one down. <laughs> well en route the to the general's <laughs> office. It just feels like grandpa is, you know, he's, he's headed out to one of his beloved games. He's not interested anymore.
0: Yeah. Oh no. the uh, The poker game is, is started, and there the the guy even brought like a uh, erotic deck, and Grandpa is very very into what's happening there. I like also that we can from going forward. We've done this a lot. We can we can cage any pointing out of typos by saying we don't usually pick on the typos. <laughs> <Yes>. But uh, <laughs> it's no offense, like having a
1: ventriloquist a... dummy and yes. insulting people.
0: <laughs> You're big and ugly.
1: Now, come on, now, Jimmy. <laughs> right. yes. we this we don't do this kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Uh, we should we we should we should wipe out the Sioux. <laughs> um, but no, like there, there is for every one we point out, there is a uh, there's a dozen going going unnoticed, and they 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 do stack up these these last couple chapters. Yeah, uh, we're not being we're not being overly
1: picky for those who aren't following along. <laughs>
0: uh, the uh, and then so the, the courier who is writing the to the, the, the to the office, uh, he he salutes the general and uh, and tol- tells him of the escape and handed over the message. And then when the captain is finished telling him how he was overpowered. Uh, any guesses how the uh, the rich character of the general is going to respond to this uh to hearing that his prisoners have escaped
1: well this is uh you know this is a thing that happens it's not ideal but uh, we <laughs> the will general solve threw this the message
0: pr- on the desk and began to rave. <laughs> so uh no 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 word on whether that's a uh, you know the uh, he has a pacifier in his mouth and to, to prevent him from grinding his teeth together because of the ecstasy he's taken but uh uh the the other thing about that was that the uh, what well, they the telegram that the courier brought says urgent and it says sergeant zero hera and the captain looked at the message which said urgent and then back to the general so those two are pretty much doing you know the office takes you know, just like looking, looking down at this message back at the general as he continues ranting unabated uh, while, this, uh, while this whole thing is playing out, which I, amused me as well.
1: They're doing uh, t- trombone zooms into the letter that's left untouched, <laughs> you know, like this, the comic zooms. Yes. <laughs> uh, one of the things the—so this leads me to, uh, to an interesting thing. I, I dove to the, uh, to the dark web again. Whew! Because of this tendency, we've brought up many times before, and it okay. happens in Spades here the uh, the tendency to have a character speak at length before it is explained who it is oh, and man. in what manner they are speaking. Incredible! <laughs> and so, this is the general. Um, this is it, Captain. I want those two men in custody, whatever the cost. If they want, if they went to that Indian village. I will personally take a company of troops and drag them out. This certainly proves their guilt. They are spies, and I'll see them hang. Have Colin scout around the fort and pick up their trail. It should be easy to follow. Do this immediately. The general shouted. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so
1: <laughs> this, uh, That's... this confusion that he puts in there, it made me wonder, is this a, a, a thing elsewhere? And uh in fact it is. I, I, I found a couple of uh this is
0: interesting. Sure, yeah, uh, no, it sounds like it.
1: Some like, uh, some auditions of uh of actors when they get a piece and and they don't have the stage direction uh, or the, you know, thing up front, they put it at the okay, end. This can okay. this can lead to a lot of confusion. So like and,
0: I'm Ron Burgundy style type of things where you just you get to the end exactly. and you're like, okay, huh.
1: Yeah, and uh some some famous examples here. So uh, I'm just gonna uh I'm going to play these. Uh, here we go. I, I have. I collected them. They're okay. sort of famous. I think you'll recognize. Sure. Yeah. Fifteen. This is Vito Corleone. Okay, Mr. Brando. We're rolling. We've known each other for many years, but this is the first time you ever came to me for counsel or for help. Let's be frank here. You never wanted my friendship. Instead, you come into my house on the day my daughter is to be married, and you ask me to do murder for money. Uh says Vito Corley only quietly but with constrained menace. Should I do it again? I think we've got it. Uh okay, we're doing uh we're doing Wicked Witch of the w- Wicked Witch of the West. Uh go ahead, Margaret. Is it okay if I improvise a little? Uh of course make
0: oh well okay hmm let me see I'll get you my pretty and oh and oh you know what as long as I'm here and he's available look at. Oh, I'll get your little dog too oh that should be fun oh look at those they're so um, cute I'm fun. really enjoying it's that as darling
1: I'm sorry stop it's actually a threat you're 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 not shopping well I'm not shopping oh. Why don't you just put that up front instead of at the end of the line? Curse you! Curse you! Yeah, my
0: fault. Sorry. You asshole!
1: And speed. Maximus Meridius, take one. Are, uh... um... Are you... not entertained? Nah, he's not paying attention. I'll ask this guy. Excuse me, bud. Are you... not entertained? Oh, I'm just reading now that oh that's to be shouted to a Coliseum crowd. Got it, mate. It's all right. So you can see <laughs> yes. there's a lot of confusion when you don't just put it up front.
0: Yeah, it's, it, 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 it rendered uh, Maximus. He sounded like uh, De Niro and Taxi Driver when he didn't get that direction.
1: Right, right. So luckily they got that straightened out. But uh, Charles, <laughs> come on.
0: Put it <laughs> so, up front are 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 tapes tapes just running on on movie sets all the time like that Christian Bale tape was kind of famous but i, I didn't realize that that was they were just well, constant you know, auditions
1: rec- and, and uh, yeah and uh, screen tests sure
2: sure okay. for sure makes yeah sense. yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, but yeah that's it's very confusing there was another example of that later in the later in the section where uh, it was very very similar to that um uh, the general is about their invading and he says uh, hold up men did anyone see where those arrows are coming from? Hell yes, General. They are coming from every direction. There must be a thousand Indians out there somewhere. Someone yelled. <laughs> <laughs> so they don't even bother. They, you get to the end of this. You don't, you're not sure who's talking, as is Charles E. Harris's, uh, you know, standard technique. But then it just turns out it's someone, and it is never <laughs> clarified who is uh, who is doing this long-winded yelling.
1: Grandpa's got a game. Um <laughs> I, I posted this one on uh, Patreon. Uh, this is his tendency to him and they and, oh and then lose track of it. But I'll just I'll read it out here because it's a classic of it. The captain had told Collins on his way out not to repeat the conversation they had with Chad and Dale, but he was worried Collins would tell the general they were actually here to investigate the general. Oh, my God. I don't think... It is <laughs> diagram that sentence, I <laughs> dare you it's five impossible. people
0: uh, uh multiple days um, and just like looping back on itself would tell the general they were he- actually here to investigate the general,
1: yeah. Well, it it continues. I got one more here. (laughs) Sure. When Collins left the office, the general called for two sentries. He sent one to the brig and the other for the captain. The sentry he sent to the brig brig was to bring shackles for the captain. He placed (laughs) the shackles behind his desk and the sentry behind the door. Wow. Who did? What? (laughs) He
0: was just going off to get them. Who placed... (laughs) Time, well, you know, time is, ceases to uh, play by the same rules in the Charles E. Harris verse. So, we're, who's that to say true. that uh, you know, as he goes off to get uh, two people for shackles and one for the uh, for the captain, and then places them behind the desk, or maybe the general does that? We're not, uh, you know, skipping ahead in time, or maybe Collins is able to to truck through time himself. Son's truck
1: is that is uh, is that his hand wave away for all of our questions? <laughs> <Where's> <laughs> yeah, he were he here? <laughs> it's like, right. hey, you yeah. guys, forget, man. We're back in time. Doesn't yeah. work the same way.
0: Yeah. Tesseract. That's what happened. <laughs> Unstuck in time. There we go.
1: <laughs> <I'm> done. <laughs>
0: Uh, I, I, I did like that, uh, that when Collins got there, he, he rode in at a full gallop and didn't stop until he reached <laughs> yes. the general's office. So I was imagining, you know, the, the Arnold riding the horse in True Lies into the elevator. Collins is just galloping all throughout the fort as people are, you know, leaping out of his way. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a janitor pushing a mop who has to jump out of the way at the last second.
1: I had that same one, and then I thought, well, he, he kind of clarifies it in the next sentence. Oh. So, given that, <laughs> given that I have so much, but but yes, I <laughs> sure. resented that equally as much <laughs> as you did.
0: Uh, and then, uh, so so what uh, Colin says after he's been scouting is he says, uh, uh, "General," he shouted, which is there we go right up front. Nice, uh, yeah, pretty 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 good stage directions. I picked up their trail just outside the fort where they met up with about a hundred or more Indians. Which is uh, <laughs> uh, it's sort of surprised we didn't notice that, sir, um, that 100 or more Indians were, were gathered just outside the fort. Our guys, uh, our guys really, really suck at, uh, yeah. at, at watching the fort um, because I guess the Indians just sort of whisked these guys away. But uh, if they had been here to attack us, wow, we would have been absolutely dead.
1: Yeah, and uh, please note the wenian numbers are stacking up.
2: <laughs>
1: uh hundred, fifty, he 50 sends percent? out f- his fifty best <laughs>
0: men. There yeah, are
1: no uh there are no odd numbers here, no crooked numbers as they say in baseball.
0: <laughs> right. Um, and then Colin says, uh, "The captain doesn't know it. This is also for us as well, since we didn't know this. But uh, but I stayed outside his window last night and heard them discuss you and some kind of newsprint the captain's wife brought back from Philadelphia. So he's doing the uh, the Shakespearean character eavesdropping, you know, with his hand cupped to his ear, like peeking over the window, uh, like Kilroy. Um, which you know, it, maybe his services." would be better utilized picking up on the hundreds of Indians gathered outside of the fort uh, that they're that they're currently at war with. But, you know, I guess peering over a windowsill is, is a good thing as well. Also a good
1: storytelling technique to uh, just explain that after the fact, not sure. while it's happening to set up drama like what they weren't <laughs> aware of. Was right. that outside? Like, nah, it's just, right. well, I'll cover that later. Sure.
0: At any given time, someone could be overhearing anyone else's conversation and then bringing it up later. Why not?
1: A thing that delighted me, uh, yes, Uh, it delighted me that Sergeant Zero Hara stayed pretty consistent through his last uh, mentions here, except for a moment where he's referred to in uh, like a proper noun, the Sergeant O'Hara. Oh, wow. Oh, no, sorry. The O'Hara. (laughs) <laughs> so he's zero hera everywhere and then uh later it says when the captain was carted off Collins and the O'Hara entered the general's office.
0: Uh, maybe that's just the thing he's been trying to get going, you know, when he's playing a you know, pickup basketball with the guys.
1: Yeah, know. maybe he uh for he lived in uh, California for a while and uh lived near the one oh one and the uh, the five, so he uh, he named himself that right.
0: uh speaking of, of other characters, um we, we get a, a a brand new character. Um, which is a, uh, we're, we're about. You know, probably thirty-five pages from the end of the story at this point in time. But uh, right,
1: you talking, you talking, Kidwell?
0: It, uh, baby, yeah, uh, <laughs> baby, am I? Yes. <laughs> so, uh, I marvelled uh, so, at this. I marvelled that we're a, getting one now. It's incredible. We get we get him, and we get another one uh, a few pages later. But uh, we get Lieutenant Kidwell. In case you're wondering, Lieutenant Kidwell has not been mentioned. But uh, it's it's sort of surprising me. It turns out that he is uh, he is the third in command. Uh, after the formation left in pursuit of Dale, the general summoned his third-in-command, a Lieutenant Kidwell. Not the Lieutenant Kidwell. He hasn't earned <laughs> that yet. Uh, hasn't earned it yet. Kidwell was a green, raw man who had only seen duty in Washington as a desk clerk to a congressman. He had seen no action but was game and eager to have a shot at an enemy. He had never seen the first sign of the battlefield. So naturally, this, this is the guy that the general makes his third-in-command. He's a, uh, he, it's he's, baffling. He's a, yeah. He's normally the type of guy that he would be like, all you've been doing is pushing a pencil in Washington. But, uh, congratulations. you got the promotion. You know, you're, you're the third in command of this thing. He's green. He's raw. He, he's never seen the first sign of a battlefield. So he's, uh, um, e- eager to see what he would screw up. But as a spoiler alert, we will never hear anything about him ever again in the rest of the book.
1: But I love that the the general's explanation for why he sends him out, like he's green and raw, and you you think there's going to be something like he's doing a double fool, like they're going to recognize him as a fool, and therefore, no, no, there's none of that. When he (laughs) assigns him, he says, I realize you are new to this kind of duty, but I trust you know you have been trained for just this sort of thing. (laughs) Uh, Wait, I trust you know you've been trained for it.
0: I was unaware I had been trained, sir. Oh, I, uh, now that you mention it. Yes. <laughs>
1: and then I love this. Be advised, war with the Indian can be the most nerve-wracking and dirty. <laughs> That's the thing I'm most concerned about, sir. How nerve-wracking and dirty will it be?
0: Will the war be? <laughs> Again, I've heard
1: no. really good things about it, but now you're starting to taint my uh, my sure. view of war with the Indian.
0: Sure, there's a there's a soldier that's surveying the utter carnage at Gettysburg. There's 700,000 dead soldiers. What he's most ticked off is is that uh, Grant never told him it was going to be nerve-wracking and dirty, right. <laughs> this war that they've gotten themselves into. Yeah, it's a hell of a pep talk he delivers. He He, he goes on to say, They do not fight conventionally as our prior enemies. They are notorious and formidable opponents. They fight to win. They are relentless and will fight to the death to protect what they have. Once we encounter the enemy, it will be a fight to the death, theirs or ours. So he's yeah. really uh, he's 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 not quite patent here. Uh and I also thought
1: it, huge slam on their former opponents. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. Unlike everyone else we fought, these guys are trying to win. Yeah, um, they'll actually kill you. <laughs> yes.
0: Maybe they were who the hell only were been, they fighting? The Cleveland Browns, maybe that was who they're up against. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, so yeah. Maybe maybe that's why we don't hear anything about Lieutenant Kidwell is because he just got the hell out of there and back to his uh, back to his desk in Washington.
1: Well, he he gives them the rules of engagement, which are quite striking, and I assume, uh, you know, uh, you know, extra constitutional and outside of his orders. Uh, we will attack the village, showing no mercy. Take no prisoners. Do not worry about women and children; they must be taken as the enemy and killed. Also, <laughs> the, the response is not, sir. This is outside. No, it's. I understand, sir. I will not <laughs> let you down. <laughs> well, uh, look, uh, new guy. Hey, horrendous war crime. I'm in. Don't yes, even right. say another word. Well, <laughs> good.
0: He probably knows that he's been trained for just that sort of thing.
1: That's, yes. that's probably he's probably been they... made aware of the fact that he was trained for. <laughs> <Yes. of>
0: this. <laughs> right. So yeah. So so Kidwell is on board with the war crimes, and uh, the the urgent telegram is still sitting there on the desk, uh, not to be read at any given time. Um, but they're going to take their fifty guys uh, right out to the Sioux village and uh, just and and massacre everybody because you know he's fired up. I guess about uh, Chattendale, they thumbed their nose at him and they they killed a bad guy. That's about where we are at this point in time. <laughs> yes, uh,
1: and then another stunning Charles E. Harris touch. So the, that conversation we just talked about—you know—we must kill women and children, and you know the other guy going, "Sounds good." Yep. The very next paragraph, no break, is: the trail led directly to Green River, and the sergeant held the column at the edge of town. <laughs> We're in a new scene. We're not anywhere near what was just happening.
0: No, oh, no, it's it gets nuts. This, they, these it also... is
1: stunning. And did you notice in this? Uh, it start. I think this has already been brought up the office already once. And I thought of this. In the office, they would just drive to New York from wherever the hell they were supposed oh, to be. sure. Even though they were clearly in a uh, parking lot in uh, Culver City in California. <laughs> right. <laughs> They'd always go, uh, I'm going to just drive to New York. And then I'm going to go to Boston after. The-. There was no mention made of like, what are, the, what are the distances between everything? Yes, And in this one, he just starts all these three locations. It's sort of a triangle. They all take just under an hour. <laughs> <horror> oh wow. <laughs> so it's just wherever he needs to be, he gets someone to that location very quickly. So these so the council to- of win
0: weighed in on just under an hour. They 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 allowed it with with trepidation because the hour is nice and even, but it was just under and they they can't right. abide that, but uh
1: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh but yeah, so we go back to uh Christina Troy. I just wanted to point that out that the travel seems remarkably easy. And, and locations are just sort of jammed together, like, you know, Lego blocks or
0: something. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we, we, we meet up with, uh, with, uh, the the captain's wife, Christina, and we got a, we got a couple of, of interesting sentence enders back to back that to me, uh, they reminded me of said the robot pimp disdainfully as, uh, as just a unconventional caps to a sentence, um, the sergeant, I guess, Sergeant Zero Hara is talking to Christina. So he says, <laughs> she says, Sergeant, I am Christina Troy, the captain's wife. Is the captain going to be in town today? And he replies, I'm afraid the captain is going to be ta- detained for quite some time, miss. He said, as he and Collins removed their hats. <laughs> 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 um and so they 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 there's no reason that they are doing that or, or, or there's no reason that it's, it's even mentioned. Um uh, but then you get uh they explain to her he's being accused of treason. She says, Treason? That's impossible. There must be some mistake. He is the most loyal officer I've ever known, she said, grasping her chest. So you get uh two very uh I guess attempts at adding color to a thing, but these guys are just Doffing their hats, and she's grabbing, grasping her chest as they're having this conversation. And uh, I I felt like more sentences in this book would have been would have been improved had uh, had that happened uh, either during or after sentences.
1: I uh, I have just a general note uh, on this meeting. Like, what in the name of hell is happening here? (laughs) (laughs) The physicality of it
0: is so bizarre. The physical, yeah. There is clearly something missing.
1: Yeah, she goes into the there's no paragraph break and then she's in the telegraph office and she's yeah. like posting the telegraph. She, Did you follow that? I didn't no, follow I, that. I,
0: I read it five different times and I, I just <laughs> okay. eventually concluded that it had, um, you know, he, he didn't put in the little like, uh, star, star, star that indicates, you know, the passage of time or shift to another scene. Um, if it was a movie, you know, it could just cut to her going into the office. But I think that's sort of what he did. Like the guy was, the guy, you know, his buddy out, you know, back was, you know, marveling about how, uh, how sexy the, the woman on the, uh, on the Ace of Hearts was on their, on their nudie dick. So he, uh, Charles E. Harris just like was like, oh, and then she sent the telegram.
1: Yeah. And then she's, so they're outside talking. They have their confrontation. Hats are doffed. Chests are clutched. <laughs> then she sends the telegraph. And then, the last line was finished, just as Collins and the sergeant walked into the telegraph office. <laughs> and I just wanted they all go like, hey, what just happened? we just all talking out on the street. Did you get beamed in here? What happened?
0: You guys have become unstuck in time. This is the author. <laughs> this is just yeah. going to be happening from here on out.
1: Right. <laughs> Wait, who's what's an author?
0: Don't worry about it. Right. It's the uh it's the uh, late 16th or maybe early 17th century. So uh it's authors are not something anyone's heard of. I James could be a. off
1: by uh 50 years or so with presidents. Don't bother right. with it. We'll, right. we'll get to that in a moment.
0: So yeah, they they send yet another telegram to the War Department who has to be just extremely curious about why their 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 telegram is one how people got the number for it. Because you'd have to imagine they'd want to <laughs> keep that secret. They're going to be like, now we're getting pizza delivery menus sent to this thing. But uh, then they they say that uh, she says, I think I think she says this to Collins. You know, she says uh, your general is the one who should be locked up. Before this day is over, I can assure you, my husband will be released, and the general will be on the carpet with Washington. And so this is, I assume. Um, this is another thing that I'm going to claim is not a phrase and that we're going to hear for the rest of time, that it's a, it's a, it's very much a phrase, but on the carpet with Washington, um, struck me as, as, uh, not real. I,
1: I yeah. And I think the, the phrase is called on the carpet, right? Great. I
0: mean, yeah. <laughs>
1: um, by the way, when you're casting the movie, who do you have as McNally? <laughs> I'll give you. Oh. A, a, I'll give you a, a, a sample of his dialogue, and then if if you haven't chosen yet, you sure, can re- I've got I've
0: got a name ready, but let me hear the okay. dialogue.
1: Um, I'll just do. I'll do my interpretation. Please don't. You know, your actor can take it in whatever direction mm-hmm. he or she wants. Yep. Hot damn! McNally shouted as he took the message and got up from his chair. Excuse me, but I have to find the marshal pronto. This is really something. <laughs> so I. <laughs> Who who do you have?
0: I added a more like a refined Jim Broadbent character. Uh, that was <laughs> okay. I, was, I was sort of like the old guy who's sort of seen everything, but he's, he's he's on his way out. But he's he's certainly willing to help one more time. But no, I guess you're right. I guess McNally is a uh, Steve Buscemi is a as a grizzled prospector. No, all right, there we go.
1: <laughs> oh, McNally, we had met him before, right? He was one of the two telegram
0: guys. Yes, there was a uh, yeah. They they did that the room thing where they just sub, subbed out the character of one of them for the other one. Right. But I mean, I don't know. Maybe people are coming in to send the War Department so many telegrams that they needed to they needed to double up on staffing.
1: Yeah, I got, I thinking of your, you know, how did you get this number thing? I just had that bizarre thing or early in the morning getting messages like from an unknown number. I need some money from you today. And a, <laughs> like a winky thing. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And then uh, like, how you doing, baby? And stuff like that. It's like, all right, who is this? For sure.
0: It works on somebody. I suppose. And then it
1: uh, Evidently. Uh, I, you know, And then they gave an address and said... You know, uh, Tiffany sent me, right? And I was like, look, you have the, I'm blocking right now, but you have the wrong, stop pursuing this. (laughs) And it's very disconcerting. So I imagine that's what the War Department is doing. Who is Christina Troy?
0: Stop this. She she keeps doing, yeah, like where are these messages being printed out? It had to have been very costly to send these things. It was probably like, you know, long distance times 5,000 to get these things. And they're uh, all of a sudden getting these spam telegrams.
1: Oh, I think McNally gave her a giant winky and a and a uh, you know an okay sign and said, "I'll take. A, I, I got this covered,
0: Christina." <laughs> right? Um, and uh, so she uh, she says, uh, "They say I, I wouldn't be so hasty to Collins. We don't, you don't know the contents of that last message." And then Collins replies, "I don't really care, Miss. We have a village to attack, and I, for one, can't wait." So Collins is essentially just twirling his mustache at the idea of uh, doing a genocide here. He's, uh, you know, just just you know, in the face of facts, saying I do not care. Um, so he's uh, he's 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 come a long way. This character,
1: although uh, you know, he's going to have to uh, uh, get through Kidwell to do it. Kidwell standing <laughs> over the bodies of children that he's just gassed. You know?
0: <laughs> yeah, smoking a cigarette. I'm not raw and green any longer. No desk in the world could have prepared you for this. Oh, Kidwell. (laughs) Um, And then uh, the they go uh, to see the the captain. They they rent a buggy, and the marshal uh, escorts um, them to the to visit the fort. And uh, the someone says, "Just under
1: an hour away, just in case." Yes,
0: exactly. (laughs) Uh, Someone said to them, uh, the, "The captain's in the brig, and I guess the corporal over there is in charge. His name is Carringer." he answered. Then I suggest you have Corporal Carringer come talk with me and Mrs. Troy, the marshal ordered. And Carringer is, is no Kidwell, in my opinion. Um, there's, we don't get too much uh, descriptions of him, whether he's raw and or green. Uh, maybe he's just jealous that Kidwell got the third-in-command promotion over him because he, too, is never mentioned before or after this occurrence.
1: I marveled at that. <laughs> it was amazing. it was a it was a laugh out loud because of Kidwell just like a page before, yeah, and then getting this guy.
0: <laughs> If this was a you know a a, a real book that, that that Harris had kickstarted, you would you would have to assume that was a, a uh you know two thousand dollar level backer who just you know got the right to have his name in the book, but uh clearly that was not the case.
1: Shout out to uh Carringer and Kidwell. Right. <laughs> they teamed up. They put their thousand dollars was uh pooled. Sure, yeah. Oh fine, I'll allow it because this is of course the only pledge to my Kickstarter. <laughs> yes. Uh, the marshal, who becomes uh, a, uh, an ally of Christina and the, the Troy family, I think, mm-hmm. as a whole, uh, he's a real philosopher. I understand your position, Mrs. Troy, and I think you may be right, but I have to find out what is right and what isn't. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Alex,
1: I mean, that's true. That's how we all seek the truth. We think we have a, you know, we probably have a confirmation bias or we have whatever our cultural biases, but we, we need to find out. So, sure. Yeah. Yeah, just. I the, think you're right, but I need to find out if I'm right. What is right? what is right,
0: patented. Yeah, that's just, You know, I think my when epistemology
1: we... needs a little uh, <laughs> uh, updating.
0: <laughs> when we finish this book, I think that will be the thing that is the takeaway. Here is that the the use of of the same word in sentences multiple times with slightly different meanings, or or, or five times with all the same meaning uh, will be the will, will be the Harris trademark. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh,
1: also, Christina Troy. Very, uh she's you know a great female character. I think we can all agree. Sure, she's, but she yeah. sometimes gets confused about whether she's on land or sea because she <laughs> says, "We'll rent a buggy at the coral." Uh, <laughs> not, not, not the corral.
0: So. <laughs> yes, I'm picking right. typos <laughs> again. Sure. Go to hell, everyone. It's, it's funny though. <laughs> 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 um, but I liked, uh, I like this, uh, statement. You know, we, we, we have had many, many defenses of the, of the Native Americans. We are, we are again and again, uh, asked to consider who might be the real savage. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, so the, when the captain is, uh, is, is released from the brig and, uh, is sort of explaining what has happened. He says, uh, he, he, he. He might go a little too far. I feel like in his uh, in his defense here, because he says Patch Wilson and John Starn started the battle by killing one of the chief's braves and the first sergeant at the same time. Both patrols were looking for Wilson when this happened. Wilson just took advantage of the situation. The Indians wound up capturing Wilson and placed him on the torture pole, which only <laughs> added fuel to the general's anger. And then it sort of ends. And uh, you know that just I think that you know you might. What happened after they placed him on the torture pole because <laughs> that's uh you know some momentous event in our mind and Wilson would probably uh you know from wherever he is at this point he'd probably agree with that uh but no, they just, they just placed him upon the torture pole. They placed uh John Coffey upon the electric chair in the Green Mile and uh you know yada yada yada. He
1: should have he should have made it even more passive. You know and then someone was placed on a torture <laughs> pole. Yes. <laughs> But let's not quibble. Right.
0: It's like, oh, that sounds... Is that like the uh, 1920s... Fad of flagpole sitting. He was. Uh, he was. He was just placed on top of the flagpole, and uh, you know the the paper came out and wrote a story about him after twenty hours.
1: Then he right? he put uh, like thirty two marshmallows in his mouth <laughs> while he was on the torture pole. Is that <laughs> yeah. is that what happened?
0: Right. And once once they deplaced him, everyone had a good laugh. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so it just it just seemed to be burying the uh, the lead, and the lead, of course, is the is the Wang severing and burning. So <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, they, uh, and then, so we get this, and I think we discussed this on the, on the previous, previous episode, but they, they do open up the urgent telegram, and it, uh, it, it, it I mean, this is, the, this is the context of it. General Rollins, stop. Make no attempt. All caps. These are very hard to read. Make no attempt to vindicate. Forbes death, stop. Uh, information received creates doubt of your ability. Stop. Relinquish your command to Captain Troy. Stop. Place yourself on inactive role till further notice. Stop. James A. Garfield, President of the United States. And so as we, I think we sussed this out, but uh, we later learn um, at the end of the book that this is all happening in 1831, um, <laughs> yes. which uh, Elizabeth, one of our readers, pointed out was the year James A. Garfield was born. Yes. Uh, um, this is stunning. <laughs> it's yeah. So like, uh, she also pointed out that the telegraph was pretty much invented in 1838. So that's a funny little uh, thing as well. And the, what makes it even even better in my mind is that the the actual president in 1831 was uh, noted uh, Indian fan Andrew Jackson, so uh, <laughs> even even more so, uh, you know, historically anachronistic that the uh, you know instead of it being like sounds good, like take care of him, uh, AJ um, was uh, might have been the actual uh, response from the actual president at this point in time.
1: I uh, I also note give all of those things, of course, huge and important, but. Uh, he should have put in the telegram back, like, you're lucky I was strolling past the war office at this time. <laughs> I was having a sandwich, and I heard the beep, 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 beep. There was no one in there. So right. I, I, I pulled it off and immediately fired
0: off this response. <laughs> yes.
1: dreams of paper
0: on the ground of the War Department. They're just rolling in nonstop. Got an ad for karate lessons or something. like?
1: <laughs> uh, so then that causes the uh, the marshal and their uh, people to go to the Scranton paper office that is the fort, right? <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, well, uh, they're going to the Sioux Nation. This is happening at the fort. Oh, they're this going, is happening they're, they're, at the fort. They're yeah, going yeah, to right, the, right, the third right, right, location, right. Yeah, which yeah. Um, yeah, people fast travel to. Um, and uh, they, what they, the way they and embark upon that is they say, uh, Marshall, would you be willing to accompany me to overtake the general before we wind up in a war with the entire Sioux Nation? I will be happy to, Captain, but we have to hurry. They have a few hours head start on us. Eh, we'll catch them, Marshal. <laughs> oh, well then fine. Nothing to fear. Okay, okay.
1: <laughs> Sounds good. I, I didn't tell you though that Kidwell's on the job. Um, uh, does that change your
0: opinion? <laughs> he sits down stricken. My God. We're doomed. He's so raw. His this, his greenness.
1: This young nation if in eighteen thirty uh eighteen eighty. We we're we're doomed. <laughs>
0: uh, uh, but so this is, I just realized this too, is that, you know, uh, Charles E. Harris is the most prominent thing about him is that he's a proud resident of Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, minutes from, uh, the hermitage, Andrew Jackson's house. Like there's Uh-oh, no really? way that he couldn't have known. I mean, right.
1: Like I, I've, I've, you know, when I go to Nashville, do you think right. that I'm going to visit? <laughs>
0: No, but we have had people who we, we work with who have gone to visit that as a historical site, something to do. And so, you know, you get the sense that he's uh, he's probably a big deal there. I don't know. It's like, you know, I went to school in Charlottesville and everyone, we, of course, were never, we were always too hungover to go visit Monticello. But we always, uh, we knew it was there.
1: My, my you know, my sons live in, both sons live in Nashville. And, uh, you know, when I used to get their credit card bills, I didn't get a lot of bills from <laughs> the Hermitage. I <laughs>
0: That'd be, a so, wise, uh, that'd be a wise move on a dive bar, like when you call yourself the office or something.
1: Yeah, or you you just go to the Hermitage and say, look, we're just going to do a three-way trade here, buddy. <laughs> You're going to take a little piece of it.
0: The guy at the Hermitage is like, well, how far is this? Uh, I only do three-way trades with places that are a little less than an hour it's away from me. just under an hour. Here. Sounds good. I'll, Sounds good. <laughs> I'll assume all your, all your debt.
1: Uh, that was Chapter 17. It I don't have indeed. anything more.
0: Nope, that's how it ends um, and uh we can I think move right on to chapter eighteen, which uh starts with uh we I think we've got the we're back in the fort we've traveled I mean sorry, we're back in the uh, Sioux village, and uh we're gonna get some some strong strong Dale presence um, because the uh, the lookouts of the Sioux have already spotted the general's horses uh along with Kidwell we assume, and uh the lookouts come back report this and. Um, you know, the Sioux are a, uh, a proud nation. They have, you know, obviously fought many wars before. They've got a chief. They've got a medicine man. They've got Blue Duck. They've got all these, these great warriors. So uh, they decided to let Dale handle all the strategy here. <laughs> Dale, well, who's uh, been dear. back in 1831, 8, or 1880 for mm, four or five days.
1: What you want to do is you get all your fuzzies and your tarps. <laughs> what about our bungees? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, grab them as long as uh, what color are they? Uh yeah, this is amazing. And and the plan is it, it's astonishing. Did you yeah. uh, uh- <laughs> I, I, I tried to track it. I Eventually, I just gave up on it. Sure. Uh, I so, forgot that actually fuzzies are involved in it. I was kidding, and then I realized, <laughs> right, no, wait, no, yeah. I, have, I have that as an actual note. A
0: central part. It's like an <laughs> uh, like 80s Sierra adventure game where you, you pick up a fuzzy somewhere, and then you keep it in your inventory the whole time, and then at the end, it turns out you need to use it. <laughs> che- uh, Chekhov's he, fuzzy. Right. Uh, Dale says, uh, tell the chief to send the women, children, and old ones across the river uh, so far, all that people have gone off the river, across the river for is to get busy. So um, I, I, I hope that's not his intent here. Um, I hope that Chad and Lightfeather are not currently across the river. But uh, he also says, leave the dogs and horses here. Place half the Braves on this side of the hill, 50%, uh, just below the skyline. Take the other half to the hill across the valley and put them just below the skyline. Chad and I will go with you to the end of the valley in front of the hill leading to the village. And so, so, yeah, your, uh, your mental picture of this, of the, when there's been nothing described in this village except for, you know, a, a fire that they're grilling wangs on, is a, a, a hill across the valley, skyline. Well, get b-
1: below the skyline? Hill I mean, leading to the village? The- To get below the skyline means there's a hill. So just go to the other side of the hill, right? Right, yes. Below the skyline. Well, where are you standing? If I'm on the hill, I can't get... If you're on the top of the hill,
0: I can't get... Below the skyline. Yeah, he means out of sight, I suppose. Um, but yeah, it sort of is like, you know, if you're if you're filming this, this is how it will be. They'll, they'll just sort of pop up from behind the back of the hill. Like that's how it's a, it's a two-dimensional image in his mind. Uh, right. Know, and this like is,
1: a- keep in mind, this whole thing is being translated. So right. oh, he's yes. doing all this. And like obviously, the word "fuzzy" translates quite easily. There were no questions about that. <laughs> uh, white flag, uh, cavalry, uh, truce flag—all of those <laughs> things translate instantly. <laughs> sure. To, to the Sioux Nation,
0: those are all names of, of, of warriors that we we never really got to met. Those were White Flag and uh, Lit Fuzzy were two of the uh, two of the screw ups we tried. <laughs> um. But, and then uh, he, But
1: he says, uh, when the soldiers reach the bottom of the hill chatter, I will fire a fuzzy in there to single the bra- braves to fire a volley of arrows on an angle to <laughs> land directly in front and to the sides of the patrol at the same time. So that, obviously, the chief is used to that as like, sure, sounds good. <laughs> yes, <right. laughs> fire the volley of arrows at an angle
0: yeah. as, as so opposed to... not. Yeah, to in, without, a, without a vector of movement. Uh, fire them into some into some sort of like one dimensional space. Right.
1: <laughs> this would scare the troops and the horses, bringing them to an abrupt halt. Another volley would certainly get their attention. <laughs> so the first volley will scare them, but the second will get their attention. Right. So they so, tend to get pretty bored and distracted immediately after being scared in battle.
0: <laughs> right. The uh, The ah! entire the entire plan um, fortunately hinges on them. You know the, the the necessity of the general being a gigantic, hot headed, dumbass. Right. Uh, because yeah, like so. What essentially these guys are their 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 position always has been: we're peaceful, we've done nothing wrong. So the U.S. Army is approaching their doorstep, and Dale's solution is to just launch a ton of projectiles of war at them in what is certainly an act of war. <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> and then uh, and then says to them. Um, after he describes this thing, the chief. What was his reaction to this? Like, you know, what? I fought a lot of battles with a, with a white man. I'll I'll handle it. Thanks, guys from yes. the east. No. The chief did not think about the next move. <laughs> chief, do you want to think about it? Right, yeah. This is your whole life. These are your people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no, the chief uh, seems like, like you said, these are all long monologues that are then long monologue translated to him. And uh, there's, there's multiple times where he, uh, where he uh, just seems remarkably chill with it. There's another time later where uh, they tell someone the whole plan and the chief's response is, I quote verbatim, sounds good <laughs> <laughs> i believe um,
1: i believe that's a uh, uh what's his name oh uh, not brian reagan maybe it's brian reagan like that's his uh you know a super long email reads none of it and goes sounds good <laughs> it's the chief
0: but yeah so yeah i guess just dale was uh dale was uh you know the books that he read in the back of the truck prepared him for this sort of thing um and uh, I, well, this was shockingly not my dumb sense of the week, but uh, we got this delight. Chad picked up an arrow and taped a fuzzy to its end. So that's... They all agree with it. They say the plan was set. If all went well, the surprise the general was about to receive would give Chad and Dale the chance to present the chief to the general on an equal basis. Just the chief and the general face-to-face. This would give the general a chance to tell the chief... He was a savage to his face. And I just, uh, as I was reading, I just, I wondered if our heroes might have any sort of retort to that plan. We'll, we'll, we'll get to it, but just as a, <laughs> I, I just was curious whether they might, you know, if, if the chief were to, if the general were to tell the chief he was a savage to his face, it just, I, I'm looking forward to whatever they might have cooked up.
1: I don't think they've thought about it at all. It's <laughs> probably <laughs> be the first time it occurred to either of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've and got we- a good after-the-fact uh, after the, uh, uh, after the fact stage direction again. Okay. Uh, don't worry about those two bastards, General. I assume it's <laughs> this is Collins. This is just for my notes. I'll take them out the first thing. I wonder if they can use the new type defense to stop a bullet, Collins said with a hearty laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. That was all a big laugh line. <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> just, just, just don't worry about those one. two bastards, General. I'll take them out the first thing. I wonder if... Uh, oh, wait, Sorry.
0: <laughs> don't worry about those
1: <laughs> two oh charles
0: and hardy is it is it hardy or is is that okay hearty
1: I, yes no it's spelled sorry okay it's, it's just just hardy sure. laugh. yeah
0: <laughs> he was uh he was eating a uh he was eating the east of the rockies version of Carl's jr as he laughed that was the
1: uh <laughs> we uh, we we get we grant him the homonyms i guess we've had a few of those
0: <laughs> they just, just they, they forgot to take the jokers out of the erotic deck and boy, were they, uh, <laughs> wow. And, uh, Charles E. Harris had to, had to investigate. Uh, then we get to my, uh, my, the, the, uh, they, they shoot the arrows and then that's when uh, someone yelled from earlier. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, they sort of, they, they decide that the, uh, the, the arrows have made them reconsider everything. And so Chad and Dale approach and the general says, uh, The two of you seem to have chosen the wrong side of the issue. Am I correct? Uh, (laughs) Yes. Upon which Dale responds for two uninterrupted pages.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. It's amazing. Uh, Before we get to, because that's incredible, let me just give this uh, platonic ideal of his confusing writing here in a very brief sentence. When the arrow stopped falling, the chief came into view, riding slowly between Chad and Dale who was holding a flag of truce.
0: <laughs> That's it just really, to condense
1: it down to its most confusing yeah. and there you go.
0: Yeah, a very simple image reduced to now you're not sure who's holding the flag. It could just as easily be him or the other guy since it, it doesn't could work be the chief, way. It
1: could be the general,
0: it could right. be Chad and Dale, it could be... <laughs> right they could be stretching it between the two of them like yes. uh, like one of those things that a football team runs through before a game starts yes <sighs> uh but then we get to uh boy do we get a we get
1: an earful from this guy <laughs> he's not happy
0: okay i you know I, I did not take down a single note from it um but i i just i just noted that he responds for two uninterrupted pages
1: i have um i have called a dumb sentence of the week so we'll okay. save that for later um <laughs> And here's uh, another—I think this is in the middle of it, so this is just a confusing thing. We were brought into this situation by pure accident and have seen with our own eyes the entire development from its beginning. (laughs) You have been informed of each incident that has happened and have decided to remove the Indian instead of the problem— with this in mind, Washington has been notified as to your approach to the impending situation. Oh my God! I just wrote, "Ooh, strong work." Wait, what? <laughs> are you? <laughs> yeah, that entire sentence. Are you lecturing
0: has- me, or I don't know what's happening right now? Yeah, there's there is a uh, every part of that those two sentences took place at a different point in time. Yeah, like and, the you know, you just zone. imagine
1: him like narrowing his eyes and like maybe pointing a strong finger, sort of outstretched and you know forward in his saddle, and the other guy going, "I don't know what you're doing. Right. <laughs> are, you, are you mad at me, or what? What <laughs> yeah, are you if saying?" You,
0: if you've ever like gone to a country where you don't speak a word of the language, and someone has had an animated. Uh, you know conversation with you or is worried you're gonna hurt yourself or something you're like you you can understand the tone I guess so yeah if he's pointing his finger and wagging it at the general the general's like I understand he's not happy with me but I honestly can't tell what the hell he is saying it's
1: it's like a a moment I saw a person yelling at a um, a person from a Chinese buffet who I guess in certain Chinese culture um, smiling you do that when you're embarrassed or when it's uh-huh. and so. <laughs> A <laughs> guy was going like, you know, I had to wait like for an hour to get my uh, you know General Tso's chicken or whatever. And the guy was smiling and he's like, Don't you smile at me, you son of oh a bitch. Oh my god. <laughs> and I was like, I think he's actually like he's very embarrassed right Yes. Right. The right. Was like, he's like, stay a- out of this, man. This guy's laughing at me. I'm like, no, no. It was I'm, really horrendous.
0: He's grinning at the yeah, I, I'm offering you free meals for a year. I am so embarrassed. Like, <laughs> yes. uh, here's another one I pulled out of the speech. Uh, and
1: as you guessed, I don't think you quoted this yet. Uh, stop me if I have. You call them savage, and you have come here to take the lives of every man, woman, boy, or child. Is this not savagery? Oh if not, my God! What do you call it? This situation is like a marriage. I was like, <laughs> whoa! It puts my marriage in a different light, I guess.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I was all ready for a uh, you know uh, you know the. Are we not the real savages? Type of thing because that's essentially Harris's thesis. And then, yeah, the situation is like a marriage. Yeah, it, it takes give and take for it to work. You have to want it to work, or it can't.
1: Well, and imagine. You know, so the chief is again is standing by, listening to this. Like this guy, it looks like he's defending us, but then the the uh, you know translator, who dancing leaf or whatever, yeah. he's saying things like. I am certain you are acting on your own accord in your plans to attack these innocent people. <laughs> Washington would never—the gra- uh, language is so weak and so confusing yeah. that there's, there's no way this is making any impact with anyone, even the people <laughs> he's trying to defend. Right,
0: and this is where the, the 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 thing we led with the you want an underst you have to want an understanding before you're able to have understand uh, segment came from. So that is uh, just as confusing. Uh, I did like this, uh, you know, I, I liked the uh, this was another sort of Anakin Skywalker kind of quote. You know, the general general showed up here to wipe them out to kill everybody. Um, the rank of general was earned, sir, and I'm sure by your accomplishments and your ability to make decisions. But somewhere along the line. You've lost your perspective of the truth. It's like, uh, well, I mean, that's a, a, an interesting way to put the guy who was here to kill the women and children and old people and uh, and not take it. Like, hey, he's really lost his perspective of the truth here.
1: Yeah, Let's get that perspective back there, buddy. Come on. You've got it in ya. <laughs>
0: Killing was, you. Killing know, these
1: people.
0: If only Hitler had been able to regain his perspective of the truth, you know. Yeah,
1: and then we get another. So this is a a back and forth, again, without attribution. So the general took the urgent dispatcher rather than looked over the captain and said, this is not over, Captain. You and these two will be in irons very soon. I have more clout than you think. In all fairness to your position, sir, no one is against you. So this is a new paragraph. Yes. but But there's no attribution. This situation has gotten out of hand, blah, blah, blah. This comes from higher authority than you or I. I apologize for your embarrassment and your inconvenience. The captain answered? Son of a...
0: (laughs) Put it up front, you idiot. Yes. There are so many people who have that point of view who could be saying that.
1: This is baffling. And and the fact that... So this was a fairly long read for us. The Mm -hmm. fact that I had to scan it four times began to be incredibly irritating.
0: (laughs) But also in that sentence, it was confusing. But the captain says... In all fairness to your position, sir, the position is genocide. No one here is against you. <laughs> well, I mean, there's you know, like children show of standing hands? over there, like a little yeah. kid raises his hand. Like, I don't I, know. I, you know, yeah. I. <laughs> it does seem like there's. Some I'll few hear flaws. what you have to
1: say, but yeah,
0: uh, like I, you know, I'm not uh, you as a person. However, your policies, I, I do have to say, I am, I am against.
1: <laughs> Kidwell has a knife to my throat right at this moment. I, I think.
0: <laughs> right. The knife is also green. <laughs> um so yeah, it's a it's a it's just very confusing, very clumsily uh stated, I mean, but also we're hearing these points for the for the dozenth time. So
1: Yeah, and so then so we're at we get the lecture and then um uh the marshal rides in right, so he brings the the message that that the general should have read, correct? Mhm. Yes. Um, the the urgent telegram yeah so my my notes get a little sparse here but anyway this was like coming back home marshall my name is chad and this is my partner dale (laughs) we want to thank you for your part in correcting this matter and to also thank you for the indians (laughs) (laughs) uh just it was like coming home
0: yeah it's like uh someone shows up at your at your at your house with a um, come the holidays with a, a platter of Christmas cookies. You know, thank you for the Christmas cookies. You know, are you thanking me for all the Christmas cookies on the table there? Like, um, uh, thank you for the Indians. Yeah. Uh, the uh, as the as they've been sort of summarily dismissed, um, Collins has thoughts of pulling his pistol and shooting the chief Chad and Dale but thought better of it when he saw the number of indians on each hill the indians have revealed themselves from below the skyline i assume my,
1: 150 and 50 or? sure of sure. course yeah.
0: yes and then collins thinks my time will come i'll see those two again so i you know i sort of dog-eared that page and ooh like how will this pay off as they go back in time it does not pay off of course uh, we are never we never hear of collins again and then i thought oh was this the guy that they saw In the Wyoming truck stop, where the rodeo guy who looked like pissed off Tom Selleck had been, but no, that was another guy named Patch, which also
1: does not not, does not
0: pay off. So I was like, oh, because you know, if you use Back to the Future rules, then of course there'd be a Collins who then would be uh, in the future would be uh, chagrined and uh, different to these two guys. um, You know, if you were just at all interested in tying up any sort of loose threads or coming to resolution but nope sorry we'll have to wait for the sequel
1: that seems like such an unforced error like why 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 do that one because obviously as we're reading fanfic and everything that that's the obvious thing is i think there was a a number of them about that guy like wow he looks like that guy we met back at that truck stop. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's no reason to do that if you're not going to bring that person back.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. And, you know, so that's sort of what he does with the, with the women later. But, yep. Nope. No more Collins. Ah, well. Uh,
1: um, I have another, uh, you know, this is my obsession. They, like, who are they? Who's doing what to whom? When? Where? Why? Um, Wild Eyes was the last one to come across the river with several small children He knew what they wanted and smiled when he reached shore. (laughs) So this is a quiz for you and for everyone. Who are they in this context? And and I have choices for you. Chad and Dale, the children, Wild Eyes and the children? What's the correct answer? I'll read it again. Wild Eyes was the last one to come across the river with several small children. He knew what they wanted and smiled when he reached shore.
0: Uh, The children, they want soft buffalo hides. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's a good, that's a good guess. The they in this context is Light Feather and Chad, who are not mentioned in the sentence. Oh. I, I had to dig it out like a rotten tooth. I had to go in and reread and read again, uh, and that's yeah. Well, so,
0: so what? Well, so what they want then? He's coming from across the river. He knows what they want.
1: Oh yeah. That's exactly what it is, too. They're, but
0: they're he's smiling at their at uh, their horniness.
1: Right. Right. Wow. But the children, too, are getting a little taste <laughs> of that.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Wild Eyes is giving them a little elbow and then they they look at him blankly and he gives them, "Oh, you'll understand when you're older." <laughs> yes. But yeah, so they're uh, they're I think they're they're get, they got one more uh, one more moment together and uh, Light Feather says, "Come fast cat." Blue Dawn and Slim Fox have prepared a special place for our last time together. I, yeah. have many, I have many plans for you to take as memory until we are together again. You will not soon forget tonight. Uh, so yeah, uh grandpa's uh, Grandpa all riled up again. I, I I I wish he had expounded upon because she seems to be landed on pretty thick, but uh, she does not elaborate on these plans that he's never going to forget.
1: Grandpa, this uh, what year did we think this was written?
0: 2002, 2000, 2001.
1: Okay, so that was the height of uh, Chinese Viagra. So uh, (laughs) Grandpa was...
0: (laughs) Right, yes. Man, got a good batch this time.
1: (laughs) He was clicking yes on those emails.
0: (laughs) I mean, you know, you have to imagine some sort of, I don't know, sex chair, sex swing, like something going on over there, like...
1: At Charles E. Harris's house?
0: <laughs> across the river. Oh, okay.
1: It's like, please don't make me imagine Grandpa's sex chair. I <laughs> oh. barely got over Eric Robert's sex chair. Now this. <laughs> of
0: course. Oh. But yeah, so that's. Uh, I think that's how that chapter ends, with them, uh, them venturing across the river for a night that they'll never forget.
1: Yep. And I have nothing more until the epic, epic wrap-up of this the final it, chapter boy it's
0: the final chapter
1: holy moly <laughs> we wondered um, yeah. how he would wrap it up he does not and yet still there's a lot going on here
0: yeah absolutely uh well it sort of uh it sort of begins with they've been told so reiterated that they're going to be together again once they uh go back in time and that they have to leave tonight um, but, uh, starts, chapter starts with Dale began to feel sadness by having to leave this boy and his little friends who thought so much of him and Chad. And I just, you know, he, he's become really attached to Slim Fox, but I just wanted to know, like, how, how's your real son doing, Dale? How's that guy that's uh, been mentioned once up to this point <laughs> and has a significant role going forward? Uh, you know, these, he, we, we learned about him, I think, you know, 80% of the way through the book.
1: Well, he becomes pretty much the central figure of the book at the end. Here, Um, you neglected though. This opens with uh, someone uh, by locating, which is pretty pretty neat trick. The chief and the captain had smoked the peace pipe, and the captain and the marshal had left the village for the fort. So he's in two. (laughs) The chief and the captain smoked the peace pipe. The captain and the marshal left the village for the fort. Wow! Unstuck. Yep. There it. That's how. Time. Time. Time (laughs) travel. A little She's, less than an hour. Yep, captain can be in two places at once.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, you know, maybe these Christina and the boys are just hanging out at the fort, I suppose. Maybe with, uh, maybe with the uh, what was his name? The, the second guy that wasn't Kidwell.
1: Uh, oh, just- uh, 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 oh, oh, it's not Garrity. Oh, I had it on the tip of my tongues. I, <laughs> oh, damn s- it, I'm Carringer, Carringer, m- Carringer. Yeah. I'm still enamored with McNally. I'm a McNally guy all the way. <laughs>
0: Uh, so, uh, Chad gets back from across the river, um, and he says, "Hey, yeah, I have some news It's truly unbelievable. <laughs> yes. What's that, partner? You and Lightfeather going to have a papoose? Dale asked with a laugh. So, um, just real, I, mean, just, I don't know, sensitive,
1: cool. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what's, hey, big shooter. <laughs> what's, uh, what's happening there? Like, I, look, I, we're traveling through time and yes I impregnated a, a Native American this is weird and serious
0: exactly I might be my own great grandfather at this point in time Stop snapping
1: me with that towel <laughs> uh,
0: but then Chad explains what has happened and uh, he's seen and um, they both seen an amazing thing across the river he says that there's these sort of pictographs uh, glyphs cave drawings um, on the uh, on the sex cave they went to and he says it was a picture of a wolf covering an area about four square feet. Uh, that way the water dripped from the ceiling, eased over its body, and the light from the entrance to the cave. It took on the look as if it were moving. It was painted white, and its eyes were a soft light green. Dale, it was captivating. I couldn't, I couldn't stop staring at it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, so,
1: that's what he did on yeah. the last night of his life with what has been described as the most beautiful woman who has or ever will live.
0: Yes, it has been uh, who is just as you know is incredibly into him is just like turned on by his mere presence and has just told him you're never going to forget tonight he sees a cave drawing of a wolf (laughs) you have to imagine it's just a poorly renditioned version of the uh the famous wolf moon t-shirt and then he just can't stop staring at it
1: where are you chad what where are you tonight (laughs) be with me like man
0: this wolf! Oh my God! <laughs> wow! Yes. It's it's they didn't they didn't even have airbrushing, but it looks like the side of a guy's sweet '70s van. Man, oh, look at the
1: texturing on this fur over there.
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, but l- lest you fear, lest you fear, Light Feather uh, is pretty into it too. Um, she the the wolf. Um, and she says that there uh, magic things have been happening with these cage drawings ever since before she was born. She says once you enter the cave, strange magic things may happen. Of course, I had other things on my mind and began to pet and play with like feather yes. <laughs> 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 so we've got uh, we've got Grandpa's slang coming out of petting, which always even you know even when I you know when you'd read like old books or hear about the you know that thing that always made me uncomfortable. Um, that that when, is
1: a terrible terrible. I don't care if it's you know its era is it's from a different time. It's a different slang. It is awful.
0: Yes, <laughs> that
1: was also one of those chances I took immediately after being upbraided by Bridget not to read her anymore. I did read the pet <laughs> and play. She's like, stop
0: it stop it, stop it. <laughs> nice yeah i think i would rather read about yiffing than uh, than Ugh, petting yes so uh, but then she says the strangest thing of all happened and the wolf started talking to them it says that uh it says reiterates i think sort of what the what the vision of god great spirit the eagle said it said that dancing leaf would be forever with you and marie she will marry your son and make him a son to be proud of and give you many grandchildren Uh, so this is just a a vision into the, into the world of, of Dale's son. We get more, says, from all indications, you and I are leaving at midnight and I'm taking the love of my life with me. And the son you thought would never amount to anything (laughs) is going to wake up from his dream world and become someone to be proud of. Hell, he may even find a job. So, uh, again, we haven't heard a peep about this son the entire book and it turns out he's someone i wish the most of the book had been around he's this loser of a son of a trucker who doesn't have a job and that he, this you know dale who's i guess he's you know he's had an interesting life a karate master marine vietnam vet but he thought he would never amount to anything i we need more information about him
1: uh, exactly and i also thought about um as charles distributed this book amongst his family you know, did he have three sons, and all three of them are going? What?
0: Wait, who's <laughs> right. who's this guy? Right. Yes, yeah, exactly. These. Uh, which of you? Which of you is going to be redeemed? I'm. Uh, you know,
1: I'm working at Rapid Oil Change, but I've. Uh, yeah, I've got plans. I, right. I'm dating a girl. She's nice.
0: Right. I'm a happy. You know, I spend my time volunteering. Sure, I don't. The job isn't high paying, but it's. The it, it, volunteer works emotionally fulfilling.
1: I. I also thought. Um, and I know he's been mentioned, right? The son. This is not the first mention.
0: He was tossed off. I think last. Um, I think last chapter or last last episode. I think uh, you know he said something about Marie and your boy, or something. I mean, it was it was yeah. as tossed off as could possibly be.
1: So this just struck me as boy. This is a ninth inning, uh, a ninth <laughs> inning change here. Like this is the becomes the the linchpin. Yes. like the boy that you always thought would like. When did he think that? We, never, we didn't get any indication of this guy at all.
0: Yes, right. Have the conversation. The, the, as soon as you sat in the truck, how is your son doing? I don't think he's ever going to, you know, still doesn't have a job. I don't think he's ever going to have to anything, Chad. You know, we move on. Yes. <laughs> that is established. Uh, but, yeah, but like, yeah, so we, we, we have a hard picture of how old his son is, but it turns out that his son is, you know, is, a, is an adult who's of, uh, pretty much of Marian age, which is another surprising thing to me.
1: Yeah, but then we also, then the next sentence, I was stunned by this, reminded me of uh, the Apostle Paul on the road to Damascus. (laughs) I have never thought much about God or religion, but I know these people believe in a higher power, and I have seen results. I promise I will never again criticize anyone for their belief. (laughs) I just may start believing myself. (laughs) Wait, but what's the religion, like wolf... Wolf painting religion? What how <laughs>
0: What are you grounding it in? Well, yeah, and like what more does he need to just may start believing myself? God appeared. God <laughs> yes. talked to him. They went through time and God explained why. So he's uh and like is you're never gonna criticize anyone else for their beliefs? Like you know what the truth is now. Yeah like you're in the highest position to be like, actually, uh, you know, sorry, uh, you know Jehovah's Witnesses, like this is the, this is actually what the real deal is. I, I, I hate to criticize, but I I have personally seen this.
1: Yes, I uh, we have new inf- We have a new revelation. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's it supersedes everything that came before. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know this is going to be difficult, but uh, here it is. <laughs>
0: Um, I, I, I also liked how, uh, Chad sort of told his whole story. He's, he's, he's seen God again. The wolf has talked to him. Um, he's, he's told Dale that his son's life is going to improve. He's going to be forever with his love and his, uh, his, his sort of summation. Awesome. Huh? <laughs> 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 like that, that was, uh, that was when, uh, you know, my, my, my childhood friend, uh, Josh, you know, got, uh, got, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja 2, the arcade game on Nintendo, and told me about that and told me to come over to his house. <laughs> my parents got it for me. It wasn't even my birthday. Awesome, huh?
1: <laughs> yeah. Saw God. New, <laughs> new plan for the universe.
0: Yeah. He just throws up the, uh, the horns.
1: Sweet. Rock on. Um, but now we get to a, uh, the, the parting of mm-hmm. uh, Lightfeather and, uh, and Chad.
0: Oh, my God. Their time is near to leave, uh, to reemphasize, for a, the dozenth time.
1: Yes, and uh, he makes this speech, and this one—it's—it's uh, it's stuck in my mind. It's uh, beautiful, lady. You are etched in my memory for life. You have made me the most happy, proud, and satisfied human being alive. How could you be sorry for missing out on something? We have the rest of our lives to catch up on. Remember, you will always be with me. So just a long speech. To the Believe it or uh, not. A, a cheesy language. But something about it struck uh, a chord with me, and I remembered—I'm just going to pull it out here. I think uh, I think this was like a 70s song. Um, the the so,
0: speech was a 70s song.
1: Yeah, it was like the lyrics to a 70s song. So I, I pulled it, I looked for it, and I— uh, I pulled it up and uh, yeah, I oh. have it. Uh, I have it here. So uh, let me just—I'll uh, play a little bit of it. You'll get the flavor of it. It's very, sure. very cheesy '70s. Beautiful lady, you are etched in my memory for life. You have made me the most happy, proud, and satisfied human being alive how could you be sorry for missing out on something we have the rest of our lives
0: to catch up on
1: huh
0: wow yeah so yeah, so i mean he was a fan. very cheesy it was very cheesy
1: yeah he was obviously a, a, a fan of that style of music so it was a nice a nice shout out anyway, oh just...
0: yeah okay so i i got ahead of myself i thought that the i thought that the 70s guy would have truck through time himself read the book gone back to record it wait um, a
1: minute <laughs> oh my god you just blew my mind
0: <laughs> yeah well wow. i mean it's, it, it's it's no rush i don't know if that's going to show up in uh, in ready player two but uh, yeah it was cheesy as hell do you think
1: that the wolf sang it to that 70s singer and then he went back in time and wrote it down as a song
0: it was a pretty uh pretty smooth groove so I think that if that uh, if that guitar lick had started kicked in that might have uh might have got people in the 70s petting and playing and yeah you know, all Ooh, of that pet my <laughs> <Our> favorite word. <laughs> um yeah and so he uh the the Wolf um had 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 given him the the 70s song and uh we sort of he gets choked up as he's approaching all these people. He gives Slim Fox a glossy print of uh, Chad and of himself and uh, Dale standing in front of their truck. So he's he's completely ignoring the butterfly effect. Just crushing butterflies
1: again. Yes, he's didn't he what he was flipping coins around before to McNally so and all coins, of this. Yeah. Yep.
0: yeah. Um, so, yeah, they've uh, they've. Uh, dis- decided to make their exit. Um, Chad can't really talk because he's too choked up. And uh, once they finally sit there for Wells, they begin walking towards the top of the hill. And this is where I started to be like, all right, you know, what's what's going to happen? Um, how are they going to get out of here? What's going to be the dramatic reveal? Um, but uh, they walked towards the top of the hill and began to hear the sounds of traffic. So they picked up the pace. When they reached the top, they saw their truck sitting in the same spot they had left it, motor still running. They looked back to wave at their friends, but they were gone. They seemed to have disappeared. And can you guess Dale's response when they have transcended time, uh, metaphysics, all known rules of uh, a place and being? Um, holy, holy
1: moly. This has uh, changed my whole outlook. Um, I am, uh, I'm a new person. I don't know what that new person is yet because I'm shaken to my very core— I don't know who I am, or what I am, what my purpose is, but I must damn
0: it boy, they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> Dale said as they ran for the truck <laughs> so we, uh that's their uh that's 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 them uh, moving 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 ahead in time by two hundred and fifty years
1: <clears throat> and I love that they quickly this is not like uh wading into these waters that we were so familiar with from the first chapters uh and just putting a toe in this is like. Uh, you know, full baptism. This is the T plunge, for those who remember that. <laughs> they walked around the truck and checked the tires and the load. I'm driving, partner, Chad said. You check the Qualcomm and see if it's working <laughs> and check for messages. I'll check out the CB. <laughs> so they're just Maybe. immediately
0: back in. We are truck guys, truck guys. Yeah. Maybe get a knickknack or two out of the cooler. I don't know. Uh <laughs> But yeah, like the back on the Qualcomm, you know, they're not missing a beat. Like they've just, uh, and like you know, if we want to quibble, they didn't. They just sort of walked through time there. There was no trucking involved. Yeah, that's true.
1: That is, <laughs> that's the truck was not and, an issue.
0: Uh, I hate to spring these on you two in a row, but I, I, I Dale, Dale has a good idea. Oh wait and, a minute, uh, <laughs> wait
1: a minute. I'm going to put it back on you.
0: Oh fine, fine.
1: Dale has a question for uh, for Chad. And okay. and I want you to guess his response. I okay. could eat the heck out of a hamburger and french fries. What about you, partner? Dale asked. What do you think uh, Chad replies to that?
0: Uh, well, Dale, it's been a trying week. And um, I know that we haven't really talked about what we're eating, so we probably are pretty famished. But I've, uh, I've reconsidered a lot of things. Number one.
1: You is took the it. words right out of my mouth, Chad said, <laughs> as he eased the truck onto the freeway. <laughs> <laughs> Chad Perhaps wasn't that's... even through the gears when they saw a truck stop just ahead.
0: Amazing! That's priority number one. Having uh, just had the experience of a lifetime and uh, trying to uh, trying to figure out how your new love is going to fit into this world that you uh, you probably no longer feel welcome in. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, man. Fantastic. Uh, but yeah, the, the, the first thing Dale does is uh, Chad sort of eases into the booth. There are no uh, modern-day patches, no modern-day Collinses. Do not worry. Uh, Dale goes to call Miss Marie, and uh, he comes back and reports about all that. Uh, he says, I felt like a fool after I talked to Marie. I woke her up, and she was surprised I called. She said I just talked to her last night. I didn't try to explain. I just told her how much I loved her. I told her to call your mom and tell her everything was okay. On a happy note, Chad, she says my son found himself a new lady friend and also a new job. She sounded pretty upscale about it. <laughs> she said she met the girl and she was pretty. She was dark-skinned and had the appearance of an Indian. Go figure, right partner. So, so he he called Marie. It was the, you know, standard standard uh, time travel trope. What are you talking about? You just talked to me yesterday and he felt like a fool, but then uh, Marie drops two giant, gigantic bombs about their son that he has got a new job, a new lady friend that she has since met. So it's like she has a lot of information to tell him. So there should be no fool or remorse in this at all. Like the world has she, she, major news to report.
1: Well, I think the, the biggest thing should have been, um, why are you sounding so upscale? <laughs> and then Miss Marie could go, what What did you say? I don't know. You just sound yeah. I don't know. You sound good. You sound upscale. Right. Like oh god, you're not using that word like that in the world, are you? Right. Oh god, yes. I'm so embarrassed. If you are,
0: <laughs>
1: I'm I'm indifferent to that. Oh,
0: right. Well, right. you must uh, you must understand being upscale before you can get the upscale. <laughs> uh, and you know, she said, Dale. I mean, we we know how these guys feel. We know that these guys are uh, you know know who the real savages are. But uh, he says. She says she was dark-skinned and had the appearance of an Indian. No indication that Miss Maria is happy about that. Uh, there could have been uh, her like cupping her hand to the uh, to the phone, and, and Dale. She was dark-skinned and had the appearance of an Indian. Dale's like, <laughs> so right. What? Uh, why that, why that, are you bringing that, that up at this day and age? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's, my, uh, that's my that's my that's my headcanon. Is Miss Marie is deeply racist? So.
1: Um. That. So they get down to the. The burgers and coffee and it says they each ordered hamburgers and fries with coffee when the waitress finally came with menus <laughs> so wait they needed the menus to make this incredible order
0: <laughs> right they think that they uh they both had on their mind as upon coming back through time hamburgers and fries which they know are at every uh flying jay or whatever he <laughs> takes care to
1: mention uh, that
0: yes uh but you know but Because this is the one thing that we we said nothing pays off, this is the one thing that does, and we sort of spoiled it with fanfic. But uh, when the waitress finally came with menus, Chad turned the menu over and saw a story on the back. 1831, Fort Brager, Wyoming Territory, General Nathan... Nathan Rollins. Did we know this till? It- <laughs> not, I do not think we did. Okay, I think it was that, just that general... made me
1: laugh out loud, and I couldn't remember whether I should be laughing. At it or
0: not. <laughs> no, I think it was amazing. Uh, Commander of Fort Briger was placed in irons and relieved of command after fabricating. Ho- this is all in, in all caps, by the way. It's very on, on the
1: menu. Yes.
0: <laughs> after fabricating stories of his feats against hostile Indians, it seems he was trying to make a name for himself at the expense of small Indian tribes that were peaceful. And uh, Chad's response or dale's response damn it farm boy we did change history <laughs> uh, this was a uh, at a moment we got a we're gonna read emails later but uh, harris told us we, we were told in the beginning that uh, menus told stories about horrific tragedies right. not stories about horrific tragedies being averted i demand a new menu which is a very good point
1: yeah it's a, it's an awful story no matter how you slice this one um right but then, uh, so here, here was a curious sentence. Um, it sure looks that way, partner, but don't tell the waitress she might take our hamburger and fries back and try to find some buffalo burgers. Here she comes now. Mm-hmm. I was just like, all right, let's see how this plays out. Uh, hey, we're the guys on in the story on the back of this menu. We're time travelers. <laughs> oh, I see. Let me get you some buffalo burgers. Right. What? <laughs> right. Why would it's she a... try to get buffalo <laughs>
0: it's been a, it's been a long haul you guys you should really probably lay off the uh lay off the lay off the trucker speed and uh and i don't know rest for about 20 hours if you're making ridiculous claims like that um but yeah put, put eat these normal hamburgers that you've already ordered um no reason to swap them out you you need some food in your stomach
1: she casually strolls over to the uh, sheriff who's at the counter having a, a coffee and a donut uh, These really i mean these guys keep an eye on them uh Serve them buffalo burgers? No, that never came to my uh, yeah. never came to my mind at all.
0: Are, are you feeling okay, Sheriff? That is very <laughs> unlikely to suggest that, <laughs> Sheriff Collins.
1: <laughs> uh, and I assume you wrote down the uh, their their self summation, their uh, their own description. Oh my
0: god! Well, yes, of course I did. So you know, <laughs> okay, they, go they, ahead. They, they they decide that one of them is going to uh, get fuel in Evanston, Wyoming, and take a shower at the Flying jay um and before the before the sentence uh Dale says uh, there's something i can't figure out which granted is accurate and justified chad says what's that dale says the time we left the village close at midnight and when we got to the truck it was 8:15 we lost 8 hours and 15 minutes somewhere where do you think that time went that that's what he's hung up on <laughs> 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 that uh, of all the things that have happened, and he's uh, he's just curious about why they came back to the present eight hours and fifteen minutes later than uh, than when they actually did it. Uh, it was just stood out to me. But um, the yeah the summation I I thought I mean I'll go ahead and burn it. It was my dumb sentence of the week. Oh I mean, okay. possibly, Sorry. possibly of the <laughs> of <book>. course. <laughs> but uh, Chad's response to that as as Dale is hung up on a missing eight hours and fifteen minutes. We may have lost eight hours and fifteen minutes, partner but we gained seven days of mystery, drama, excitement, compassion, horror, and romance, along with many, many other words that could never explain the trip we took, trucking through time. <laughs> 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 you have to imagine they both turned to the camera immediately after that, to, uh, as, they, as they delivered essentially like the book blurb from the back of the book.
1: Boy, oh boy, Quint. We sure did witness some Jaws here today.
0: (laughs) You know, Luke, uh, we defeated an empire. You kissed your sister. We didn't give the Wookiee a medal, but we sure did fight some Star Wars. (laughs) Oh, man.
1: he's uh, That had to be one that his family, you know, just like, uh, you know, Cringe to the point where they had to leave the room. RC Cobit like, him. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a, so that's all one sentence. I read it sounded like there were pauses, but uh, no, he's uh, he he pretty much gives the uh, his his query letter to an editor, his his elevator pitch for the book in uh, in the final uh, final end of the end of the end of the book, and it, it would be a fitting end. But we do have a uh, we got oh sort God. of the, uh, a post credit sequence which. You know, if you're if you're hoping there's a, just a little more nonsense, we've we've certainly got some for you.
1: This is a uh, a coda that I wish he had never. I mean, <laughs> it it could have been just a sentence, right? Obviously, sure. it Could have just been like, uh, you know, he looked up and you know, or maybe I I would have liked if she had given the uh, and she will explain in a moment. It's quite oh, right. obvious that who right. she is. If she had given the uh, honk your horn sing- signal, you know, <laughs> the passing below the, right. below the big the... horn thing. And like, and then she's like, and then he looks over and sees, oh, my God, it's her. right?
0: But she's like, you know, pressing a ham against the window of her <laughs> car on the way to spring break or something. Yes. But no, we get a very
1: bloated coda on this of him meeting the love of his life. And mm-hmm. man, does this go on? It's Holy amazing. Wow.
0: Yeah. So they see a car swerve off the road and they, they decide they're going to get off and help the driver take care of the damage. And she says, I'm fine. She said, rolling down the window. I'm just a little embarrassed. I received a phone call that was quite disturbing and lost control of my car. Uh, in true Harris uh, style, we do not learn the contents of that phone call until much, much later. We learned that it was her, uh, her fiancé calling off their wedding. Right. Um, and like you, <laughs> right. like you said if you know uh, you know they could have just uh, she could have just rolled down the window and it was her you know and you know leo's top topples over at the end of inception blah 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 like we move on uh, end of book but uh you know it keeps going chad he became chad became speechless uh he she looked exactly like light feather facial features smile and that beautiful black hair chad tried to play it cool and said if you are not hurt, we'll be glad to pull the car out of this ditch. So he's very cool, as he says that right. <laughs> he's uh, he's uh, he's pretty much you know Steve McQueen or uh, you know uh, I don't know Ryan Gosling. He's just you know, r- remaining very cool. Uh, and uh, here we go with uh, Grandpa No again. Uh, the uh, he got a brand new uh, brand new spam email package that he opened it up. Chad opened the door and she turned sideways to step out. She was wearing a short skirt, split at the side. <laughs>
1: Yes, and uh, Chad stood back, which is one word, at least in my, and (laughs) stared. I'm so sorry to stare, miss, but you remind me of someone I knew that was very close. Before she could respond, Dale had a chain. (laughs) Before she could respond, Dale had a chain (laughs) and hooked it to the bumper of the car and to the DOT bumper of the trailer.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Dale is, uh, Chad is like, could you, Dale? Could, you, could the towing wait five minutes as I reintroduce myself to my soulmate? <laughs> uh,
1: but yeah, just advice for anyone out there if this happens, like two guys in a truck get out and someone hooks a chain to the DOT <laughs> bumper of his trailer, you just get the hell out of there, get your cell phone, lie in a ditch, scream, fire off a fuzzy, do whatever you can, but like, get <laughs> yeah. out of that situation.
0: Yeah, very few meat cutes involve DOT bumpers of your trailer. <laughs> yes. However, however, uh, she does not. Uh, she does not uh, behave as uh, your your standard uh, incredibly attractive woman in a short skirt were in the situation. Uh, Dale suggests, you know, it's a couple of hours to Evanston, Chad. Why don't you drive her if she has no objections? <laughs> and then her immediate response: I would be very grateful if you would. I am. I am quite shaken. Uh, she's also very insane, apparently, to accept this ridiculous offer of a of a trucker who's going to drive her to somewhere on the West Coast. It didn't even seem that like her, I guess her car went into a ditch, so maybe it's not drivable, but anyway.
1: Oh, it's not drivable because it was, uh, I forgot, to. I passed this over. It was marred in the dirt, <laughs> which is, I mean, I guess it, if you do crash your car and it gets stuck, I guess it gets marred a little bit, but that's, I don't think he, That's the word that he was looking for. Sure, not at Marred all. Hard <laughs> in the dirt. <laughs> no.
0: Um, so they, uh, they, they. She accepts the offer, and uh, Dale says, uh, "Take your time to reacquaint yourself. I'll meet you in Ev- to reacquaint yourselves. I'll meet you in Evereston." Jail jumped into the truck. Thinking of the new woman in his son's life. So he's, he's doing some some action thinking there.
1: A very mercurial mind on him. <laughs> <laughs> this bizarre thing just happens. This happens, and he jumps into the truck the second after saying, like, yeah, I'll meet you in Evanston. But my son. I wonder what Yeah. <laughs> very tough to do. Right. Uh, this is a great uh, a line uh, from – this is Chad. Okay. This was Light Feather for sure. He was so excited he could hardly stop himself from reaching for her. Whoa. Now now listen to the smoothness of this moron. My name (laughs) is Chad, miss. My partner is Dale. We are headed to San Francisco and then back to Atlanta. Are you from Atlanta? (laughs) I noticed the tags on your car. And then she realizes I have made a huge mistake. I wonder if that's Huge. still him
0: playing it cool. Yeah. <laughs> My partner is Dale blurting, and yes. then, uh, "Are you from Atlanta?" Is like a, uh, I, I feel like we've had things like that in movies before.
1: He's just, just guessing, right? yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> but then, but then, she, she replies as a uh, you know. As I read this, try to imagine someone saying this, and you not immediately realizing they're clearly lying. My name is Lois, yes. Lois Weathers. I am a consultant for a large company in Atlanta.
1: <laughs> I, I wrote, that's right, fake name, and for yes. heaven's sake, <laughs> don't give the name of your company. <laughs> yeah, Lois. Not even, uh,
0: not even pretending. She looks and sees like the uh, Superman sticker on the back of their truck. Yes, Lois. She sees <laughs> a storm approaching. Uh, Lois Weathers. I am a, a, a consultant for a large company
1: Foray. in Atlanta.
0: The city for, you just mentioned.
1: For uh, ditch diggers. Stuck in the <laughs> ditch, so yeah.
0: <laughs> the, vaguest, uh, the vaguest thing. Um, but this is a, uh, this is a we, we go on, this is an amazing exchange. I don't know, I, I wrote down the whole thing, because it is, it is something that only Charles E. Harris could have written. Uh, Lois says, The call I received was from my fiancé. We were to be married when I returned from my trip, but he has called off the wedding. He said he has found someone else and doesn't want me anymore. That's why I wound up in the ditch. So, all right, fun, you know, bad, but Chad's response. Dumb Indian is all I have to say, (laughs) Miss Weathers. (laughs) Uh, Anyone that would put you down for someone else would have to be blind or crazy. Her Her response, thank you for saying that. It's terribly sweet of you. Please call me Lois. And how did you know he was Indian? Chad's response, to be honest... I had no idea he was Indian. I only knew you are the most beautiful lady. I've had the pleasure of seeing you with my own eyes. Please do not take my words as a danger sign. (laughs) Her response, Chad, I feel no threat being with you. I actually feel very comfortable and safe. And I just added, because as stated earlier, I am quite insane.
1: That is... The entire exchange is amazing. <laughs> I thought at the point where... She, so he says, dumb Indian is all I have to say. And then she says, thank you for saying that. Yes. And I figured at this point she was like tightening the grip on that thing that shatters your windows if you get trapped underwater. Like, sure, maybe I could get this in his eye if I... You know. Right, yeah. That's yeah. terribly sweet of you to say. And she's like grasping. She's you know fumbling for the handle of the door, of course. She's but.
0: flashing back to her friend who is like, you, you sure you don't want to bring this mace? I've got an extra one you should really carry with you. I don't need it. What's the worst that could happen? I'm driving
1: on a freeway. Nothing, you know, it's like <laughs> if a if I get pulled over, something happens. Truckers, they're the knights of the road. They've, you know, they're, they'll save <laughs>
0: right. me. Right. They're not going to all of a sudden uh, start splouting, spouting, spouting, uh, you know, racial slurs and then saying, do not take my dangerous words as a danger sign.
1: Yes. Um, But uh, I wondered who who this woman goes to lunch with after this exchange. Oh, my God. Chad, she exclaimed, exclamation point there. One of the ladies I had lunch with in Denver yesterday. (laughs) You were just there. Did you have lunch with ladies in Denver? Yeah, sure, of course. Yeah. All right. Well, one of the ladies I had lunch with in Denver yesterday said she was a clairvoyant. She read my palm and told me I would soon meet the man of my dreams, and I would completely forget my fiance, Lois Weathers. Yeah. If that is your name, who the hell are you going to lunch with?
0: Yeah, so there's you're two as possible- batty as these idiots are. Yeah, there's only there's two possible explanations. One, she went to lunch with a friend who she did not know was a clairvoyant, or two, she went to lunch with a complete stranger who upon Lois hearing that she was a clairvoyant, she agreed to let a stranger read her palm at lunch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then upon to- uh, being told that she would leave her fiance, She, I guess, you know, said, "Hey, do you want to split a dessert?" Um, Instead of (laughs) going, "What the hell
0: is going on here?" Right, you've ruined my day. Like, (laughs) uh, one thing's for sure that we've talked a lot about Jim Dalen in this book. I mean, this in this series. But uh, this 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 clairvoyance would would most likely know who was more popular in Denver, Kim Basinger or (laughs) Kelly LeBrock, To reference uh, Ghost House one more time, (laughs) needed to wedge that in there. She would not need to do a radio poll.
1: Oh, and then we get to the meat of it, the reason that Charles E. Harris wrote the book. <laughs> I mean, I, think, I assume it is. Of course. And at this point, Grandpa, end this thing now. Stop it. Uh, I think I need to find out for myself, if you are really fast, Chad, please stop the car, she said, sending chills and excitement through his, throughout his entire being. Uh-huh. Chad stopped at the next exit ramp and parked off the shoulder. Parking. I wonder if he saw uh, Alicia and the mister there. They, uh, they pulled off <laughs> the road at the M5 or whatever. What? Before he could take his foot off the brake, she took his head into her hands and kissed him gently on the lips, bringing memories of the kisses he had received from his beautiful princess he left at the village. She released him, then held him close rubbing her soft breast against his chest. Chad thought he would explode any second.
0: Yeah, speaking of the mister. We're almost
1: done with the book, Grandpa. You could have ended this.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, uh, you know, disregarding how the physics of that movement might work across, you know, the emergency brake and and the, the, the shifter and stuff, but... Good Lord, she's just immediately, I mean, she, clearly she's she's an emotional wreck having had her, her, her wedding called off this quickly and surviving a car accident, but all of a sudden she's rubbing her soft breast against his chest. Uh, this not-
1: is a quick turnaround from uh, going to Chili's, <laughs> meeting a weird lady who said something really rude and sort of like, what? Like, no, look, don't bring your friend around anymore. And then going off the road and... Yeah, she, I mean, she's adjusting well, you have to say that.
0: She's been so buttoned up working for a large consulting firm in Atlanta <laughs> that you know, the first opportunity she gets to let her hair down and go wild, man, she's going to take it. Good hey, consultant gone bad. Mr.
1: Weathers didn't raise no fools. Boy or girl? Uh, so
0: yeah, he's uh, Chad. No word on whether he does explode. Um, <laughs> Thank God. But it, it it is a rental car. We are told, so it does not matter. Uh, if well, there's any well, Charles staining. was doing the
1: uh, the public reading to his family at the end of it. He did stop. He put a finger on the page. He stopped and he winked at everyone after the <laughs> about to explode and went quietly like
0: he did. <laughs> anyway, let me finish this up. Right. <laughs> Um, And then he says, uh, pre, post, making out, petting, exploding, whatever, he says, Lois, do you have to fly back to Atlanta? I don't want to think we could ever be apart again. This is is just really romantic dialogue. I feel as though we have been together forever. No, fast cat. I can turn this car in Evanston. (laughs) And go and go any mode of transportation I so desire. So that's there. That's uh, sort of their Tomorrow is another day, type of thing. Uh, you know.
1: I was thinking about this. So funny the uh, the travel things. were like, wait. So he's in the truck. She's he's driving her to Evanston, where she's turning the car in and flying to Atlanta. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's amazing yeah, that, yeah, you're exactly right it's the foggy uh, foggy runway and uh, you know, right. <laughs> you're know, you getting on that plane
0: right maybe not today maybe not tomorrow maybe <laughs> I should have gotten the damage waiver I, I always disregard that because I have a credit card that covers it but you know I just know that's going to be a pretty big pain to get the credit card to eventually cough up for the damage I cause so that's uh, a regret but that's uh, neither here nor now let, let me give you a tissue
1: <laughs> Louie uh I'm afraid to say I, I just exploded. Before we become <laughs> friends, I'm gonna go back to that uh there is a restroom, I assume, back there.
0: <laughs> Damn it, boy, those were my pants you were wearing.
1: <laughs> ah, that would make it a different movie.
0: <laughs> but they uh they they we we do the trademark Harris uh transfer to a scene one sense of another without any indication that we are doing that, and they are all of a sudden meeting up with Dale in a truck stop restaurant, presumably the flying Jay. Uh, possibly in Wyoming. And he says, uh, Chad, my friend, he said, as he reached for Lois's hand and took his friend's hand. Also, <laughs> I only have, <laughs> so he's, yeah, he's, he's holding both of their hands. Uh, she's, again, must be certain, just certain. She's about to be hacked to pieces and thrown in a ditch. I only have this to say, and it comes from the bottom of my heart. I knew the moment I laid eyes on this lady. She was the gift from the Sioux. I knew the other gift is the new love in my son's life. I am so humble at this present time, I could absolutely cry with happiness for you and also for myself. <laughs> so yeah, that is that's sort of his, uh, that is his, uh, his, his farewell on the runway in Casablanca. But he's, he's been reduced to tears by humbleness, which is an interesting situation. But it, it's, um, uh,
1: it, it ends better, though, because <laughs> he says then, so he's talking to her, I guess, Lois... I, sure, but then says, "I hope you understand, partner, okay, new paragraph. I think I mm-hmm. get what's going on. Chad leaned over and kissed Lois gently and said, I very much understand partner <laughs> as Lois is like, Oh God, don't kiss me while you're talking to your partner. He's staring it's directly like, into her eyes <laughs> it's so creepy, you always do it. plus you take my hand and then you talk to your partner it's It's gross and weird." <laughs> I'm not going to Evanston, damn it.
0: <laughs> right, yes. Yeah, so th- there it is. That's the end of the book. Well, the, 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 he says, I very much understand partner, and so does Lightfeather. The end. <laughs> yeah. They understand. That's it. We've reached an understanding. We all understand each other. We have trucked through time.
1: Right then. The, the end. The waitress walks up with buffalo burgers. You son of a...
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One bite, they lower it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man well yeah that's it that we we truck through time holy cow it it ended a hundred percent with him just going out to the uh the poker game uh you know checking in on you know he's gonna the the tennessee volunteers are are losing at halftime but he's gonna call his bookie and, and he's got a good feeling about the second half line so he's gonna he's gonna phone that in but uh man all right damn it boy
1: yeah so uh wrap up thoughts what do you what do you think
0: I think it was, you know, it had its charms. It definitely had its charms. I think we 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 you know we touched on a lot of those there. It was also a hard one to read, you know. It was oh man,
1: was it hard?
0: Physically Ooh. hard to read. I mean, we our, our 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 sections. I don't think had many words in them each time, but they they took me a while, and it was harder to track. I think because of the repetitiveness. And you know, I, I just wish there had been more trucking through time. I wish they had. Like I, th- I think I've said it before. I wish they had gone back and forth a bit more.
1: Yeah, and he. Uh, I I wish although he certainly reached you know far he 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 swung for the fences sort of i wish he would have done more of it yeah i wish uh you know robots and things like <laughs> i wanted his take on other things he he narrowed the world once he did the time travel thing the world narrowed up pretty <laughs> pretty tight sure yeah I, right. oh, yeah, I wanted more. I wanted more.
0: Yeah, and and the trucking stuff was so delightful in the beginning. The 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 tr- truck stop minutia, the the route planning, the uh, the trucker lore that I it was it was hard to just abandon that after the first fifty pages and just stay in this uh, in the Western world.
1: Yeah, write what you know. They say so. He wrote about time travel and history, which he knew nothing about. <laughs> <laughs> the, the trucking took a distant third.
0: But so, the other question is I mean we sort of we 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 are told by the great Spirit that they they went back through time they had something to accomplish, and that's you know it's a it's a trope you you go back to make something happen once it's once you've you've done your piece you've you, you can travel back your 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 work here is done uh, but we in the in the world in the world that they came from our world, they knew sitting bull at some point in time they determine that sitting bull is uh, slim Fox and they determine that they've got, they, they had, they need to protect him, but they haven't uh, changed time. You know what I'm saying? They have, they do not go back in time. Marty McFly falls in love with his mother. Therefore he has to get her to fall in love with his dad because he's altered history. They have already saved slim Fox.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think I brought that up earlier that they don't. Yeah. Nothing changes. Because, because is, he, yeah, exactly. He, he
0: existed already. He did, and so they don't know whether he had been beaten by Patch Wilson, uh, miraculously survived. This is the thing that lets everyone know he's like the chosen one, or this this hardens him into becoming a great warrior. Uh, they just immediately save him, and then they, at, at that point, time, they've already altered history, uh, and then they, they just need to alter it further. It was it's it, it's just not the way that this type of thing works.
1: No, and I, I – yeah, why didn't he just say, um, you know, you will become a, a, a great leader? I mean, just leave all of that vague. like, Right. We should, yeah. We did a good work here. We – you know, the Sioux and – it was his, again, unforced error being too specific about who characters were and things like that. <laughs> and especially missing uh, James A. Garfield by 50 years of his presidency. That's, How did that happen?
0: That is stunning. I, I was emailing with someone and I thought that, like, it could have been – uh, you know, the, he he had to use a, a bootleg World Book back in the day, or he was kept trying to sneak into the University of Tennessee library, and they kept being like, oh, "The horny grandpa's back! We need uh, we need security to the uh, to the uh, U.S. history section." But uh, I, it, it it boggles the mind.
1: So I I yeah I couldn't come up with any theory. So I assume you have none either. Maybe one of our listeners will have a theory as to why. I mean, maybe. As you mentioned, the uh, the AJ thing, Andrew Jackson thing, might be a part of it. Like, I just don't yeah. want to bring him into it. Maybe he was yeah. angry at him, and was like, I'll just write a alternate timeline of history or something.
0: Sure, yeah, I suppose you know, it's not. There's no. We're not to believe that it was the James A. Garfield we know. <laughs> you know, by traveling back in time, they could have already changed. You know that that uh, that election, and another guy got got elected, or maybe he just. Uh, you know, as it said on the back of the book, he collected data wrong. Yeah, that could be the, that's or, the probably the most likely situation. He was doing a
1: uh, you know a Tarantino uh, alternate history timeline or something. So <laughs> well. I
0: don't know. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I, th- I think I'd put it. Uh, I'd put it. You know, in the somewhere in the in the middle of the pack in terms of readability. Um, you know, it's certainly better than Bob Honey. Certainly better than sixty four squares. Uh, you know, I, I probably would put Tech War above it.
1: Yeah, I would still put Tech War above it. I uh, I don't think anything will ever uh, replace Bob Honey at the bottom. I'd be shocked. <laughs> if we right. do, we're making a huge mistake.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, well, the gauntlet's cast. I don't know. Um, <laughs> we, we do have a few more dumb sentences. I don't think we need to play the song again, but uh, we can read some of those. Yes, let's go. Let's, uh, this one is from, uh, a lot of these come from our Patreon supporters. Like you said before, we did some fun stuff on Patreon while I was out of town. Uh, Patreon.com slash 372pages. Uh, get every episode early and uh, get other stuff. You'll be the first to find out whatever our next book is. Uh, so it's uh, worth, worth chipping in. Uh, go, go do that. Uh, but this one is from uh, Tom H., who I believe is a Patreon supporter. He said, uh, you might say I've already loved you in my mind. Uh, and he says, the fact that that line worked on a young lady Chad had met about five minutes prior may be the most fanciful element in this entire story about two 21st century truck drivers going back in time to karate kick their way through the Old West. <laughs> uh, this next one is from Tim. Yes, these people—this is part of the classic uh, line. Yes, these people are different from the white man, but not indifferent, unless you make them indifferent. <laughs> <Okay>. uh, <laughs> This one is from uh, Heather, uh, who, not not, uh, Heather the Trick Twin fanfic. This is the Heather who reads this with her uh, young son, Timmy. Uh, Timmy was not there this time, but Heather sent in. We want to thank you for your part in correcting this matter and to also thank you for the Indians. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much for those Indians. I just love them. They're so tasty. What a lovely surprise. Uh, Heather comes up in another email uh, from another reader, so we will come back to her. Uh, Chris wrote, uh, the captain knew nothing he could say in his defense would help because Collins had squealed and the general had not yet read the urgent message. And he said squealed is a funny word for someone who isn't a mobster or a tween to be thinking.
1: Yeah, that uh, is, I, I noted that one too. <laughs>
0: yeah, we just didn't have time to talk on that. Yet. But I mean, I guess Collins is, uh, is very much a squealer. Uh, this one's from David. Uh, this is from the uh, '70s pop song "Beautiful Lady." You are etched in my memory for life. <laughs> he said he's been trying that as a pickup line for three days, but uh, all it's gotten me are several restraining orders and an Indian rug burn. <laughs> uh, this is just uh, this is one that just as uh, like like we covered earlier with the 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 uh, tone being attached to the end of the uh, lengthy lengthy paragraph. Sadly, dancing leaf repeated. Oh, wow. That's, that, that's a sentence that, 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 that ended, a, uh, ended a, a, a paragraph of her talking. Holy cow. <laughs> uh, this one's from Carson. Once we encounter the enemy, it will be a fight to the death, theirs or ours. He just wondered, uh, what, as opposed to uh, as opposed to all the wars that involve the enemies calmly playing rock, paper, scissors to decide the victor? Like, we know. That's how it works.
1: Well, they also, uh, we also learned they shoot arrows at an angle. <laughs> <laughs> that's the new, new plan
0: uh harris uh the uh the final page of the book i can turn this car in evanston and go any mode of transportation i so desire as long as i can be with you natural sounding as go any mode of transportation i so desire is the only thing that would make it better is a list of those modes of transportation you know such as a plane or a train or a boat or a bus or a okay we get it uh con I think I need to find out for myself if you really are fast, Chad. That's the uh, the the thing that leads to him possibly exploding in the back of their car. After and her uh,
1: soft breast brushed yes, against has his. been rubbed
0: yeah. against his chest, and uh, and George uh, wrote in, hell, he may even find a job. Out of context, unremarkable. In context, a magnificently monstrous absurdity. This woman (laughs) wanted to hook up with you, but she'll settle for your son, who's some kind of loser, and her being in his life will magically fix him? We don't know, man. That's just how trucking food time works. Uh, (laughs) Tesseract.
1: Yes, she was. uh, Look, the important thing is she was kind of dark-skinned, you know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Honey, why? Uh, I'm just trying to enjoy my my regular burger and hope it doesn't get returned for a buffalo one, please. Uh, that's our dumb sentences. Uh, we've also got uh, several emails that we'd like to... Uh, people's final thoughts on the book.
1: Hang on. I have a dumb sentence. Oh, right. Duh. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, stacked on top of, of course, the crowning achievement of, uh, of Harris, which you heard at the mm. top of the show. <laughs> uh, this is at the end. Uh, Dale walked back to the car as Chad was helping her in and suggested... <laughs> that's period
0: Oh my god Dale
1: walked back to the car as Chad was helping her in And suggested
0: <laughs> So oh. Dale is suggesting something over his shoulder As Chad is helping her into the car
1: right. But that's uh-huh. all We don't know what it is he suggested That's the end of the sentence
0: That mean he's helping her into the car and suggesting too that's Yeah, a very distinct possibility <laughs> Good lord Well I'm glad we're not going to have to read another sentence that ends like that It's They're giving us whiplash Yeah uh, well, yeah, let's do emails. All right. We ain't going to the party. We ain't going to the game. We ain't going to the disco. Ain't going to cruise out, man. We're Oh boy! Oh boy! Did we get some emails? We uh, had people wanted to just share final thoughts with the uh, with the with the book where it weighs in in our canon. Universal uh,
1: praise, I assume. <laughs>
0: yes, I think as a whole, people enjoyed reading this book. I think they enjoyed reading to it, listening to it. Um, I think as a whole, it's probably in the in the t- in the upper half of books for people. Less less throwing things across the room in this book, and more uh, gentle amusement at the uh, at the horny grandpa. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh so this first one is from Tom H. He sends in a link to dammitboybrand.com. What? Uh, th- they have a uh they are evidently apparel um and this has uh it has an explanation. Damn it, boy is a common saying in the south. Here at Dammit Boy Brand, we decided to create a logo and print it on shirts because we know how much people love saying this in East Tennessee. Um, and the shirt is, uh, you can go to DammitBoyBrand.com. It, is, uh, it appears to be MS Paint, and it does not appear to have been updated for six years, uh, but it is still up there. I'm not sure if you can still buy these shirts. Um, if you do buy one, wear it to our live event. That would be very exciting. But uh, there is a, a picture of the, uh, the kid who started it. says, uh, the dammit Boy crew decided to take a t- t- trip to Panama City Beach this past week. While we were there, we visited Shuckham's Oyster Bar, close to Pier Park, where customers can write, draw on dollar bills, and hang them anywhere in the restaurant they want. We had to make a Dammit Boy dollar, of course, so if you take a picture with the Dammit Boy dollar and send it to us, you will receive a free T-shirt. So if you're near Panama City and Shuckham's, uh, if you go in there find the Dammit Boy dollar, uh, send it to us, send it to them, uh, good things will happen.
1: Uh, do you do you buy their story that it's a common Southern phrase?
0: <laughs> but it says Eastern Tennessee. I don't know. I do mean, you uh, think
1: that they were fans of the book or knew Charles
0: <laughs> or something? <laughs> Looking at this kid, he not. He seems to be a, a a college kid who had the idea to uh, make a shirt. Uh, had just enough talent to to do the design in MS Paint and, and get a very bad website up. But uh, uh, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe it's real.
1: Uh, I don't know. A Side note: What do you think of those places that have that dollar bill crap going on? Uh, I, maybe I tipped my hand there.
0: <laughs> I've done it once in the somewhere in the Keys, the no-name pub. I think it was. You know, it's 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 a thing. Sure, why not? I don't
1: like all that gross money hanging over my head. I'll just say.
0: <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Wow! All right, learn something new every day. <laughs>
1: I, I am many faceted, con. It
0: does seem like it is. It, it definitely a long con.
1: Yeah, I don't I've heard stories. I was in one where the the guy said yes, one time a guy made a run through and grabbed all the dollars as that he wow. could before he was like, you know, tased on the floor and uh for you
0: <laughs> That seems not worth it for probably the uh the thirty, thirty five dollars you'd be able to nab before someone noticed what you were doing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's not like being in one of those money shooting booths yeah, where you exactly. can maybe yeah. get away with eight hundred if
0: you're very yeah, lucky. Maybe land a twenty or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Here is an email from Harris. This is sort of uh, summing up their thoughts on uh, on the series, uh, just where this relates into our canon. Of all the books you've done, this is the one I'm having the hardest time figuring out. Bob Honey was pretentiousness run amok. R.F. Argon was a dorky teenager trying to write fantasy. Even 64 Squares, bizarre as it is, had something special to it. But what is Trucking Through Time? It wasn't about Harris's love of trucking. It wasn't about his appreciation of Native American lore. It wasn't about his knowledge of history. President Garfield could tell you that. It certainly wasn't that he had an interesting story to tell. The plot's nearly as repetitive and devoid of action as 64 squares. None of the characters had personalities or quirks or a sense of joy in creating them. Did someone someone catch him writing Native American erotica or, parentheses, or dick-chopping torture porn or both combined, and he had to cover it up with an entire book? I guess that's it until the next one. But ask yourself until then, who are the real savages? (laughs) (laughs) Um... Uh, this next email uh, is, uh, is from Heather. I don't think this is the same Heather. Oh, this come is on. How fanfic? many Heathers do we have up <laughs> <out> there? <laughs> this is maybe the uh, fanfic. Heather, uh, I, like you and most everyone reading along, have noticed that as Charles Harris is finishing the book, there are more and more problems with plot holes and unintelligible language. Christina Toy talks to her children who appear out of nowhere. Collins never leaves the meeting with Captain Troy and Chadale. The telegraph operator changes names in the space of a page, and ah, Mrs. Good. Troy magically teleports to the tre- telegraph office. So, yeah, that's not just
1: us. Okay, great.
0: But for me, the cherry on top of the Sunday is Dale's ne'er-do-well son's fancy new girlfriend. <laughs> she, is de- she is described as having darker skin and hair like an Indian, a reincarnated dancing leaf. But dancing leaf was white. Her family was murdered by white men, the real, the real savages, she puts in parentheses, and she was rescued and raised by the Sioux. Harris totally forgot. I think that's his problem. He's forgotten what he's written earlier in the book, and as the book becomes more complex with stuff happening at the Fort, Green River, and the Sioux Village—there we go— uh, he just forgets what's come before, but Lord help him, Harris just keeps on trucking.
1: Wow, that's a g- great point that I—I I don't think either you or I caught.
0: Didn't pick up on it. Didn't, until I, I read forgot.
1: Her email, but... Of course she was, but I—I I, yeah. they, they seem so interchangeable. They were like chadale too, so that it was like, yes. <laughs> I don't know. They're just whatever. But that's right.
0: Her origin story
1: is she is she's white as snow.
0: Yeah. So that's a, a very good point. Uh, always good to hear. So, and then this next email is uh, from Khan, who uh, who says he's curious to hear more from Heather, the, uh, the mother of Billy, who reads this story to her son at the dinner table. <laughs> I'd, li- I'd like to know more about what it's like to share of this book and indeed the podcast with the whole family. So uh, Heather said that her son was at Philly's camp. Um, I guess we will uh, if she chooses to weigh in on what it's like to share this podcast. I'm not sure how much of the podcast. I don't assume they did not read the Mister together. Uh, let it, but let us know what it's like to uh,
1: please say to share, no <laughs>
0: to, to to share this with everybody uh, around the table. Our listeners are dying to know. Wait did we uh, do we
1: get an age for the son?
0: Uh, maybe he was 13.
1: Oh, okay. All right. All right.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. Sure. Fine. I mean, you know. I guess. It, I mean I, yeah I, every uh, kids
1: are every kid is different I my kids yeah, No
0: uh, I mean yeah <laughs> I would take
1: one of my sons to a uh, like you know Lord of the Rings when he was maybe a little too young and people were like that's pretty scary I'm like yeah you don't know this son the right, other son exactly. would get nowhere near it
0: <laughs> Right I know my yeah. kids I guess it's just when the when the when the body parts sit and get start getting tossed in the fire that it starts to be a little more. Eh.
1: Well, you, you know, you can read ahead and skip. So uh, sure, true. You can't. I don't know. You, you fast can't read forward or listen through to us. Yeah,
0: Exactly. Okay. Yeah. In fact, yeah. If you're listening now, you probably didn't expect to hear about Wang severing now. So uh, you know, hopefully that surprised. you. <laughs> didn't hear about what
1: know. Wang severing oh, the Wang severing? Oh, yeah, uh, okay. then, they,
0: then it gets roasted, and I assume they ate it afterwards. That's been my... right. The anyway, Wang uh, severing you're talking about. <laughs> yes, the severed Wang. Okay. And uh, so now we have an email uh, from David, who, uh, in in true style, uh, you cannot do th- you cannot read this book without informing other people that you're reading it. So he says, "This summer I've been reading Infinite Jest, and frankly, I find it easier to keep track of Wallace's characters and pages of pen- pages of dialogue than it is to remember which Sue is in love with Chad and which is in love with Dale." I am not sure which one is Fast Bear, if that's even one of their names. Yet I can name five nicknames of a character that's dead before even jest even begins. Props to everyone who finishes Trucking Through Time, Tennessee's version of Finnegan Wake. (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs) Uh, This was a problem for mine, so I'm glad, uh, a problem of mine, I'm glad that it was shared with at least one person. Uh, There are probably (laughs) people who can track, you know, can speak Charles E. Harris easily and have no problem. I had a really tough time. And part of it, to be honest, is that we're not reading it, uh, at least I'm not, very contiguously. I I pick it up, and then I go, wait, which one's big, fat, cat, or, you know. Yeah, I mean, It gets gets a little tougher.
0: That's part of it. But, you know, in a a more straightforward book like Ready Player One, there was not, you know, you weren't confused about which character was humping the lubed-up sex doll. You knew, you know, even if you put it down for a week that was something that you, you were you're able to follow that thread.
1: Uh, thank you for putting that in so that the people who avoided severed Wang could get that uh, with no problem <laughs> in the clear. That one's in the clear. Okay, lubed up. All right, great. great.
0: Right, yes. Enjoy, Billy. Uh, so, But David also points out, is lots of facts here, but the Census Bureau was not formed until 1902, so there's no way Rollins could have gotten his information from them um, since they... Uh, were not around uh, even before these people were born. So there's uh, the tracking on the census is th- the same anachronistic as General uh, President Garfield and uh, the telegram.
1: President Garfield
0: hanging around the War Department in 1831, <laughs> yes, uh, and then being dead for 20 uh, two more years before the Census Bureau was formed. Maybe in his honor, uh, we get this one from Chris, who's a Patreon supporter. Uh, he said he just wanted to reach out regarding trucking through time. I suggested this book months ago on Facebook, so I'm probably responsible for you guys being exposed to it. Sorry. I'm just delighted that other people now know it exists. I came across the book at a rest stop somewhere in the Midwest about 15 years ago. I was on a long, uncomfortable Greyhound bus trip. Are there any other kind? And trucking through time made the whole ordeal worth it. I laughed all the way home. Uh, And then he says, thanks for everything you do. Uh, I hope trucking through time has not been too rough. Sincerely, Chris from Cleveland.
1: I assume he was going to Evanston to fly to Atlanta. What were you?
0: That makes yeah makes sense. Yeah. He's a, he's a, he works at a large consulting firm in Cleveland. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's who to blame. People, Chris from Cleveland, Chris uh, Weathers, perhaps this. from Cleveland.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't. I, I'm, I'm guessing if he had uh, if he had like looked back uh, after starting to read this book at the uh, at the truck stop he bought it from, there would have been just a swirling cloud of smoke and. Uh, Tr- truck stop. There was, no, there was never a truck stop on that uh, at that exit. A truck so.
1: stop was killed this very night.
0: <laughs> uh, here we get a uh, an email from Joel about the uh, about Harris's motivations. Charles E. Harris dreamed of being a tough, resourceful ex-marine who traveled back in time to have old west adventures and make love to a beautiful young American Indian especially to make love to a beautiful young American Indian. The dream was so compelling, he decided to bring it to life in novel form. But writing such a novel would put him in hot water with Mrs. Harris, his own real-life Miss Marie. What to do? His solution? Split his fantasy self into two completely different characters. One will be married and expound at length on his fidelity. The other will be single and free to take many canoe trips to the hot springs with his dewy new love. One can only imagine the huge pat on the back Mr. Harris must have given himself when he stumbled on this ingenious solution. He could have his cake and eat it, too. That that having exhausted his imaginative powers, we end up in trucking through time with two protagonists who differ in only the most superficial ways as basically the same person and of one mind about everything. Dad, Dale is really just there to give Charles E. Harris cover as he lives vicariously through Chad.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think he's, I we had hit on this before. I think you're completely right about this. This is not Jekyll and Hyde level complexity. This is 100% <laughs> horny grandpa, uh, you know, uh, trying to get away with it.
0: Yes, well, yeah, definitely. Uh, you get a couple more fact checks. This first one is from Clayton. He says, I don't believe this has been covered in reader mail or on social media, but Fusee, Fusee, fuzzy, Fusee, F-U-S-E-E, is slang for a road or railway flare. In wildland firefighting, they are used to ignite backfires and prescribe burns. It's even the preferred term for them. Presumably, this is to prevent confusion over the radio with other uses of the word flare. I would guess that truckers would understand Fusees, and Chattendale's Fuzzies are a typo. However, it's still a rather mysterious typo, as Fusee is pronounced Fusee or Fusee, which would not have been written as "fuzzy" in any dialect of American English, which I am familiar. Oh,
1: wow. Okay. So, mystery solved? He just— So,
0: yeah. Uh, I mean— Could be another regional East Tennessee. Did he say that that's
1: uh, a—is that an acronym or something? Uh, or or just it doesn't
0: appear to be. I mean, he even put like the diacritical like pronunciation. So oh, he must okay. have, hmm. It must be real. Cool, but yeah, who knows? But yeah, so you you could get that wrong, I suppose. Like calling a road flare something it's not, and then misspelling that thing that is not. <laughs> 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 Which you know, again, after reading this book, I would not put that past him. Uh, this next one's from Josh. Uh, cursory research for Sitting Bull online finds a lot of information about his history, parents, siblings, names he went by when he was younger. And approximately none of it matches with Slim Fox from the book. I know the internet wasn't as convenient a resource at the time. Uh, he shows like how, how undeveloped the Wikipedia page for Sitting Bull is at that time, which is pretty interesting. Uh, and it probably wouldn't have been too helpful anyway to an old trucker unfamiliar with computers, but surely some of this information could have been found if Harris had even just skimmed a biography. Uh, well, so he, I guess.
1: the thing is like you have to have some interest in it, right? And so then to get everything wrong is just, that's baffling to me.
0: Sure. Yeah. Unless you're not going to write is...
1: a book about something of which I know nothing and have no interest in.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, unless you know you're doing a comedy. You know, if you're doing a uh, an episode of It's Always Sunny that travels back in time, where the intention is just to name someone familiar, and then they're just like a character in your TV show, where there's no you have no intent it's just funny cuz yes, it's been thing. Yes, the meta
1: comedy way. is this idiot won't know anything about this so this <laughs> is his mangled version
0: of it right yeah. exactly um but yeah not not what's happening but yeah uh, very bizarre very, uh, especially when you know the the basic facts about sitting bull james a garfield would have been available in microsoft encarta or a world book <laughs> Uh, And we get this last email is from uh, Matt, who's also a Patreon supporter. Uh, The thought occurs, why did Chad and Dale need to be the ones brought back to help? They only used the following modern era skills. One, modern medicine practices to help Slim Fox. Unclear if two truckers would have been the best people to pick for this. Two, used karate to beat up some Indian guy. Unclear if this was necessary. Three, used karate to beat up some army guy. Unclear if this was necessary. Four, helped write a vague telegram about the general lying, which somehow stops the final conflict. Someone else could have done this even back then. Well, Christina Troy, clearly. (laughs) Sure, yes. yes. (laughs) Chattendale seemed to be bystanders for events outside of their control. What was the point of it all? Also, I'm not sure someone else mentioned it, but Sitting Bull was known as Jumping Badger as birth, not Slim Fox. I doubt the author even cared.
1: <laughs> Wait, really? Is that a f-
0: Jumping Badger? Yeah, I mean you could have he could have put that as one of the names in his book, and I wouldn't have batted an eye.
1: Wow, that's that's a pretty good one.
0: But yeah, so there there is no real reason that these two guys are there. Uh, just I guess their lives are improved by finding love, and his son finding love. But uh, yeah, I guess you. Uh, when you're out on uh, I 70, you just can never be prepared for what that thunder is going to do. All right. One last thought, though. Is the
1: person who marries his son in any way the same person? Do you know what I mean? Like, what is it like some sort of reincarnation thing? Or I
0: think we have to be led to believe that it's like, yeah, a reincarnation thing. So I think it is. In reincarnation,
1: um, I've never understood the – and maybe someone can enlighten me on this. I've I've thought about it before. But if your memory is wiped clean, why does it matter who you were before? So if you're just a a different person but you somehow have a connection that you don't know to the previous person, do you know what I mean? Unless you're getting their memory and stuff, then I don't care that I was someone I just think
0: it's like – I think it's like a uh – uh I think it's like you're just sort of like paying it forward, you're doing a good deed even though it won't benefit you. You'll have no knowledge that it benefits you because if you're good, then in theory you'll come back in a situation where your life is better, right? So then the person that you then are will have a better life. If you're a shitty person, then you'll be, you know.
1: Yeah, but you can piss that down your leg right away, right? I mean, you're not if you're the same moral agent, then look all right, forget it.
0: <laughs> Save it for the live show. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so I, I, I think that they are supposed to be reincarnated. She says, we'll meet again later, and I will live the rest of my life with that knowledge. So, so I again-
1: implies the same person, but if it's just right. a reincarnation, you're not the same person.
0: <laughs> but then again this this idiot is uh is is believing whatever a clairvoyant from Denver at lunch tells her so I think that uh she's probably susceptible. Oh, so I'm this person from 200 years ago. Sounds good. Like I've always felt that actually now that you mention it.
1: I would love that uh the fact that she just got sat with a like we're pretty full today, madam. I do have this right. table available. For right you. exactly. There's a weird lady in a hat and wearing some sort of cape. <laughs> like
0: all right, I'll sit
1: there. I need to get my soup and half in
0: which, yeah, exactly. They do stop dim sum in 20 minutes, so if you want to catch that, you're going to have to buddy up.
1: She starts reading her book, and the clairvoyant, like, coaxes her out of it. Like, no, talk to me, darling.
0: Let me have your hand.
1: Your fiancé.
0: Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, clairvoyant, sure, uh-huh. Like, just shoving right. breadsticks into her mouth. Uh,
1: oh, my gosh.
0: Well, wow. That's uh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, Charles E. Harris's self-published Trucking Through Time. Why not? That was, uh, geez, what was it? 336 pages, we'll never get back. Oh, my God. The
1: last reading was 336 pages, I'll never get back. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, folks who stayed on the journey with us, the folks who actually read it, I, I tip my hat. The folks who didn't read it, we— Go to hell. Yeah. <laughs> we got something to talk about. Come to our live show. I'll buy you a beer, and then I'll yell at you. Uh, So it might be worth it. Uh, Anyway, this is 372 pages. We'll never get back. I'm Michael Jane Nelson.
0: I'm Connor LaStoga. Talk to you next time.